You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Um, just so everyone knows as well, Guzmani Gomez officially follows us on Instagram. <laughs> What's that from? They just started following us. They just started us. following you. And so, like, we always put on Instagram if someone, like, even semi-famous. Usually it's, like, yeah, famous yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we just put up the fact they follow us. And, it, and his caption was, always nice knowing you have big burrito in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I learned about fucking ordering burritos when I'm living in the States. Are we recording? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Always order, like, half rice, half beans. Because otherwise it's just all rice and beans and none of the good stuff. S- and right. it becomes this jacked, just rice burrito. S- and so always go half rice, half beans. But see, is that more because in like the US they've got mum and pop shop burritos? Whereas in Australia, we don't, we've got big burrito and that's it. There is only, yeah, Guzman Egomez. Guzman Egomez. Oh, you've got like Mad Mex and shit. But, like, but it's big burrito. It's all franchise big yes, burrito. It's all big burrito though here. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's no small burrito. No. Not that I'm aware of. But the US, I imagine, oh, a there's lot of like, small burrito. The, but yeah. then there's like Mexican restaurants. Sure. But, but that's a level above because of the dining experience. Exactly. That's also provided. They're not just hocking burritos. No. That's, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, like they're trying to move piss more than food because of the margins, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they stuff them with rice because of the margins. That, yeah. Well, that's it as well, right? You're getting fucked on rice and beans when yeah. really you want chicken, beef. You want the fajita. You want the beef or chicken fajita. If you, you get didn't the say anything, if, you, if they weren't held, held to account, and this is Big Burrito here, I mean, it'd just be rice in a fucking wrap. <laughs> yeah, it but I think be. Big Burrito is incentivized to be good to the consumer by going like, listen, we're backed by, you know, venture capitalists probably. So, like, we're able to afford to not go fucking so over the top on rice and beans. As opposed to a mum and pop mom shop. Mum and pop shop where it's like, we need to fucking cut down our overheads. Yeah, here. rent's killing yeah. us. Rent's killing us. COVID's fucked us. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I mean, the food truck industry, I'd imagine, in the States has just gone... It's really been hit hard, I'm guessing, by the past year and a half. It has to have been. Because that's where you get them, like, these great little food trucks that have absolutely no advertising on them whatsoever. They just, just have around. a corner... That they sit on. Is the food truck the the homeless window cleaner of the food industry? Like, just <laughs> pull up to a corner and go, "Fuck it, this is where I'm. This is where we locate today." Or do they have their corner? They, or anyone else well, comes? The, it's like, get the, the fuck off. The, no, the nomadic food truck, <laughs> where he doesn't have a home yeah. and he wanders the streets aimlessly. He's like the homeless. But then there's the guy who's like, "But there is. A, there I want to be a bit different. Put it in a van. It's fixed." But there mm-hmm. are homeless guys. That like I know where their corner is to clean windows. Yeah. I see him all the time. There's the one on the corner of Cleveland Street and South Dallas. Yeah, he's a busy boy. Yeah, he's always there. On burritos, <laughs> who does who set the market price for added avocado? Because it's exorbitant. <laughs> That'd be big avocado. Well, it could be two big bucks av- for a scoop. That's what is it? Big avocado or is it big burrito going? You know what? Here's how we get a pound of flesh. Because we're fucking saving on rice and beans. Well, we're losing. Two bucks for a scuba ab, you reckon? Like, Well, that's horse shit. It's complete horse shit. It's mad. But I think, there's, I think, I think every, every kind of food industry that offers added avocado is in cahoots. It's a whole collusion no, right. between yeah. all of them. It's not just big burrito. No, you're right. No, it's every single food supplier that has the option of adding avocado... It's abs- It's it's almost criminal. They must. It must be collusion. Where's ICAC? Yeah. So the, you, are you saying then though? If I can just make sure that we've got what you're saying here, Luke Bracey, nude soon. Haven't introduced him. Welcome. That you're saying that. 
big avocado is in cahoots with with big food, and basically they're going, look, we'll give you avocados pre- at a good price. Obviously, we take a clip as big avocado, and then you just fucking you fuck the consumer. Possibly, it could also be a case of you know how at venues they have to pay massive overs for Foxtel, whereas like you know at home it's, mm. might, it's maybe fifty bucks a month. Yeah. In a pub, it's thousands, right? Really? Well, yeah, for, yeah. for like UFC events and shit. Yeah. Because right. everyone's going. Is there, it so a case like, of Big Avocado going, listen, because you're moving a lot of fucking avocado yeah. and it's the restaurant game and you can charge overs, you'll pay overs. Buy in bulk, eh? It, that's interesting because you're either paying overs, you're either got the Foxtel model or the pay-per-view model. Yes. Pay-per-av model. Yes, pay-per-av. Or you're going you get your abs at a good price because you're buying in bulk and then we just, we don't care if you fuck the consumer because we're fucking them too. But I would say this, okay? If there is a, a savvy uh, business owner out there who he could, he could offer, that could be his offer, cheap avocado. You mm. know what I mean? And you know, let's go to the place with cheap avocado. Mm. The bloke who's not stinging me. But it seems interesting that no one has, you know... Looking for a leg up in the market. Because that's memorable. Avocado prices have actually gone through the floor due to COVID. Probably one of the one of the only silver linings. You can get an avocado for a dollar fifty. Is that because of COVID or because of a, a bumper season? A bumper harvest. I will I will be honest and say that I just assumed it was COVID. But as in like a lack of imports or something, and so the local market's stronger. I don't know. I mean Avocados are seasonal. Are Dave, they? that might be something for you to research. Why the price of avocados has never been better in the country? Um, while he does that, probably important to officially welcome <laughs> you again, Luke. Luke Bracey, Nudson, friend of the show, Hollywood star. How are you? Hello, Thomas. Hello, Edward. David, how are you, mate? I'm very good, mate. I've got a few extra tasks here today ahead of yeah, me. Yeah, you with do the camera that, mate. switching, so um, I'm like, I'm a bit rattled yeah, here. Yeah, less, less chat from Dave, I think, today, yeah. because he is using the, the camera cutting and he's also going to be doing some research. Focus on camera mainly, Dave. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Good to be back. I uh, haven't been in this studio before. It's a great little setup. It's lovely. Here. It's a lovely setup. Obviously, we're moving up. <laughs> and as you move up, Things, things around better. you get, you know, ritzier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that you, fair to say? Well, I think the quality of the cloth you wear. You well, know, we're sitting on leather now, Tom. You sit on leather. <laughs> Whereas once upon a time, we sat on cheap upholstery. Those those broken chairs. Those broken chairs, chairs weren't fun. No. No, they weren't. They, they were awful. And you always got the good one and mine would sink to the fucking... You know what? You would think that I'd get the good one and then it was almost like, okay, is my weight a factor on this chair here <laughs> or is it... That I have got the bad chair. I don't know. But no, we certainly have moved up. We thought, why the fuck not? You know, we've obviously had you on for, for interviews in the past, but we now do, as you know, two podcasts a week. This is the Thursday pod recorded on a Wednesday. But you're heading back overseas mm-hmm. to go and, you know, chase the, the, the corporate Hollywood dollar, which we are very proud of you for doing. But we aren't going to see you for a while. So we thought, fuck it, let's get him on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Glad to see you, boys. Obviously, everyone double vaxxed and we are wearing masks currently unless you're watching this on YouTube, so it's all good. In which case they have been edited out. Yeah. Now, that's why Dave's so busy. Yeah. Also COVID negative. Yeah. Had yeah. Test the past. Yeah, we had yeah. tests. Yeah, we've all been But how are you, mate? What's the plan? Well, what are why you are you doing? going overseas? Illuminate the punter and the dribbler, I think. We'll get that out of the way and then yeah. we'll dribble and yarn. Yeah, I, um, I've, got a, I've got a job to go to over in um, the land of the free. Uh, I'll be filming in Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington. 
Yeah. Beautiful part of the world? I think it's on the coast, on the east coast. I think it's a pretty summery location. It's just up from Carolina Myrtle Beach. Like central mid middle America. Nah, it's east coast. So it's just In Wilmington's just up the road from Myrtle Beach, which is like a famous kind of holiday beach there. And then Charleston's just down the road. And yeah, it's supposed to be a nice, beautiful little seaside kind of town. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm filming a movie called One True Loves Ooh. based on Loves. Loves. Based on the um, best-selling novel of the same name by Taylor Jenkins Reid. So I will be playing the uh, character of Jesse Lerner. Jesse Lerner? Lerner. Lerner. Jesse Lerner. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, because it's a book, I guess... People can... People can read and find out what happens in the movie. But it's... um, Yeah, it's kind of... it's, It's got com in it, but it's more rom. I don't, lo- I don't mind that. No. I, I like yeah. a little ROM in my life. Like yeah. if you're sort of going maybe like an 80 ROM, 20 COM Yeah. Well, yeah. well in yeah. terms once in a while. Well, what's the best split in a ROM COM? I think ROM has to dominate the split. ROM has to dominate the split. I agree with that because... If it's all COM, little ROM, it's a comedy. Well, COM yes. is bread of ROM. Huh? Com is bread of rom. Yes, you can have a com that is eighty percent com, twenty percent rom. You're not a rom com. You're a com. Yeah, yes. you're a com rom. You're a com rom. But you're bait. You but you're just a com. Think yeah. of like a wedding crashes, right? Mm. That's got rom in it, but yeah. it's com. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's not enough exactly. rom in it. There's not enough rom in it. No. There's, exactly. Well, there's a, there's the right amount for a com. Yes. Yes. It's the perfect amount of rom for it just to be a com. Yep. When does it become a rom-com officially? Is it 60%? 70%? it has got to break the threshold. It's like got to be more rom than com. It. It's got to be more rom than com for a rom-com, but mm. I think you can have a pretty even split. But let's look at Notting Hill, one of the great rom-coms of all time. That's certainly more rom, and it's got some emotional shit in there. Pretty Woman? A lot of rom. A lot of rom. A lot of rom. got com baked into it. <laughs> mm. Oh, there's com baked in. <laughs> you so, better believe it. So we're saying that this one, One True Loves, certainly... Certainly more rom. Certainly more rom. Certainly more rom, yeah. There's, um, it's uh, basically my... I, I have... Uh, I was kind of on a... Uh, was in a bad accident and, and, and kind of disappeared for a number of years. Was stranded on a desert island. And then I'm found again and I return... And my wife has a fiance. That's where the S comes in. Punters, dribblers, loves. Couple <laughs> so of that's loves. That's kind of there. We that's that's kind of the the, the, the little tagline there. The premise there, and you know, rom in shoes. Yeah, rom in shoes. Emotional. Someone asked me this the other day. I don't know who the fuck, but when you're getting ready to do a movie. How far out are you learning? Like, are you learning lines for it now? Or do you learn the lines for scenes like the day of or the day before? Or are mm. you going, I want to get my head around the whole fucking thing? Great question. It, it varies from job to job. Um, there was when I did Holiday, the director actually said to me like, hey, to, you know, don't, don't know your lines so much so you, we can play and stuff like right. that. You know, no, you know, you just... I kind of read, you just read the script thousands of times by the time you start filming. So by the time I start filming, I, it's pretty much all in my head and I don't really look at the script okay. that much during filming. But, you know, I'll, I'll be reading it, you know, six, you know, if I get a couple of months, like eight weeks, which is a really good time, I'll start reading it and I'll just read it for a week or so and then I'll 
pick up my highlighter and highlight the lines and then I'll get my pencil and I'll like start annotating it and stuff like that. Um, the last job that I just did here in Sydney was a completely different beast because that was just me in a car and that's only me on camera. And so that was a whole, that was really challenging because it was, yeah, 94 pages and it's me talking Do on you act every single one anyone? of them. In that movie? There is like two small scenes where I'm opposite another person's face, but the rest was me in a car acting basically to like a phone. And it was a pretty intense film. Like my, my daughter, um, I think my daughter's been kidnapped. And so I'm kind of, and then someone calls me insinuating that they have her and then the cops are calling me. They think I have her and it's basically me um, being either white hot with rage or uncontrollably sobbing or Jesus and meanwhile Christ. racked with fear and guilt and it was that was really intense because the it was actually perfect lockdown started maybe a month before i started filming that and so i had uh, this month where i just had to sit in my house and learn all the lines and that was that was a whole other thing but where this i picked up this script after i finished that one and i was reading through it i was like oh oh, that's right, I'm not in every scene of this movie. I don't yeah. need to know every word of this script. Right. Um, there's a funny adage in acting circles, which is, um, it just goes, bullshit, 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 my line. Bullshit, bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, my line. Bullshit, 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 my line. I would be a proponent of that <laughs> for sure. How many reads per week are you looking to get in? RPW. Uh, <laughs> well, at the start, it'll be, it'll be maybe three. It'll, I go like, Per day, maybe I'll try and get try and read it two or three times in a day. I'll get up in the morning and read it, and then I'll do some exercise or something, and then I'll read it, and then I'll do something else, and you know whatever it is, and then I'll read it again. (laughs) (laughs) Then basically, it just like sits. I just carry it everywhere with me until we start shooting. So how long's filming? Three months, two months, one month? I think this one will be about eight weeks shoot I do think. they get blown out because of covid where it's like usually it might be like say it's three or four weeks but now you've got to like factor in if you get fucking locked down or if someone gets COVID on a shoot it's what's happened to a number of um you know friends of mine that are working overseas where you know they a mate of mine's doing this job in england and he's been doing it since the middle of last year kind of thing it was supposed to finish by december but they were kind of still going like you know months after because someone would get COVID and they have to stop for 10 days and Jesus God yeah fuck and I have God. no idea what it's going to be like over there when yeah. I go like I don't know if I'm going to be in a bubble or I have to wait for production to tell me I mean I imagine everyone's vaccinated I just don't know I'll just yeah, have to yeah. wait just have to see what happens. and you know maybe I'll be in you know my own little bubble just like living fuck in it. my house and going to work and coming back Jesus Christ <laughs> but I'm all vaccinated and I'm I think it seems a bit like play on over there. So. Yeah. It does in it the does. land of the free. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's play on. I think it, I, it seems to be play on. I don't live there, but she it can seems be fucking. To be if the VMAs can be on and Conor McGregor can be punching <laughs> people, I feel like. What was that about? I don't know. Who knows? It's, well, it's, it's Conor. If you want to lay, if you want to read into uh, social media innuendo or like what they're saying happened is that he asked for a photo with Machine Gun Kelly and Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly narbrad him and Conor full of ego and rage, yeah. has tried to punch on with him. What are you doing at the VMAs, Connor? Well, I mean, the VMA, it, well... In he's, he's, he's fluffing it up, like, yeah. you know? But so then also I heard the other one, which is that he asked Megan Kelly... What, what's her name? Megan... 
Fox. Fox for a photo. Who's smoking. Right. And Mich- and she was like, said no. Or, or then... Mich- the problem is, like, the thing... I'm like, what am I even talking about? No, so then Machine Gun Kelly said it. You're like, <laughs> who's Machine Gun Kelly? You know what I mean? Like, I actually don't know anyway, who that is. shout out to all of them. But, um, yeah, Bracey, I just wanted to ask, before we got off the film, and maybe the boys can speak to this, the director who's directing that film directed She's the Man as well. Yeah, Andy Finkman. Film. Great films. Andy Finkman. Soccer. The Channing film. Tatum and Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Good she's one. got a brother or a twin. She's just she's playing it. She dude, pretends right? to be a boy her brother. Does she not? Yeah, her brother. Yeah, yes. Yeah. One of the great soccer movies. Yeah. It's like it's is a, it a ben, it's a bend it like it's a bend it like Beckham. Is it a soccer film or is that like a more of a rom com? It's a rom com with rom-com soccer sure. in it. Right. Like okay. bend it like Beckham. Yeah. Sorry, gotcha. And Beckham never in that film. He was at the end. Is he? At the end in the airport, he like oh, begged right. to be in it, and they were like, "Not really a fucking room for you." And then they we'll just use. What do you mean? We'll use your you. name, and we don't want you in the film. I think he should have played the leading role. Personally, he should have been the coach. <laughs> he should have been like. I remember watching that movie and being like, "Where's Beckham? Is he going to come in yet? Like, where is he? I don't even remember that he was in the end. That annoys me that he was in the end. It's I like, wanted him to be mean? a Miyagi esque." Yes. Mental. Yeah, passing on the like fucking, the, the ancient it. art of the band. Of the band. That's yeah, crazy exactly. to think that he pretty much invented the band. Did he? Or did, or, was, or, or did alliteration do a lot of heavy lifting there? Well, no, but he was like... I think the, alliteration plays a role. I'm sure it plays a role and he was hot and he was with the Spice Girl, but like he, and I'm speaking with no authority because I don't know, but it seemed like he was bending it more than anyone else. Well, he was a he was a proponent of the dead ball, a dead ball specialist. Yes, mm. if Where I can use a, dead a, ball a football term, dead ball means ball still. It's yeah. a it's a, a free kick. Yeah, it's dead. and no one could. It's dead. Yes, it's not moving. No, and no one could bend it like him in that environment. Yeah. So he he didn't invent it, but he took it to a new level. Yes. Mm. Yes. He it's mastered like, the bend. It's almost like, well, it's not like the banana kick, but it's like maybe how, you know, I think Nathan Cleary has taken the dead ball bomb to a new level. He has. Where to an insane level. Did you see his grubber on the weekend? Into no, the in goal? Mm. Fucking hits it on an angle and it's, it's oh, it cuts yeah, yeah, yeah. and checks and then bounces along the dead ball line and then fucking who? Is it Pangai Jr. or someone grounds? I can't remember. Or yeah. Stephen Crichton throws it and back And he in did field. the same like last week and it hit the post and they yeah. scored off it as I'm well. I'm like... This motherfucker, he, he, the kicks he can put on, no one else can do. Yeah, Joey 05, game that's two. That's playing now. That's playing now. Kicks yes. to that's playing now. the post. Yeah, that's playing now. I remember, Joey taught Nathan. Yeah. I remember the Friday night game when Joey pulled out the banana kick for the first time in my youth. And Rabs doesn't know where he is. Yeah. It's like the, no one's ever what comprehended a, what he did on Joey that. Joey says he did it twice. I Joey think it was against the Sharks. Maybe Sticky came up with the, like Joey says. Joey like throws it to Sticky, and I'm like Sticky. Sticky had a boot. But did Sticky come up with the banana kick? I don't know. But he was always famous. If you watch some old games, they had these kicking duels, where I can't remember what the rule was, but it was basically. Back in the like rugby 80s, kicking yeah, in a way where if you kind of got it, you could. It was a it was a bit forcing's backs, and then you know it'd be fullback or halfback kicking it as far as they could, and then once someone kind of got the advantage, they'd run with it. I can't that's remember what union. the rules were, that's like but exactly how rugby union do it. Yeah, pretty much. 
And they used to do that in league. Yeah, yeah, the kicking duels they used to call I it. do appreciate a kicking duel in rugby union. I will say that. I mm. know that, like, rugby union, obviously not where it once was, but I do, when done well, mm. like, seeing the two fullbacks sort of boot the mm. fuck out of each other and then one team eventually does get a sentence in. Mm. You're like, well played, there yep. you go. I don't mind seeing it. But I'm glad that it's not in the game to the extent that it was. Remember when it was like 2000 and late 2000s when everyone would just drop, they'd go for fucking field goals all the time. Oh, well that was, Penalty yeah. was king and forcey backs was just like. Mm. That was the uh, the Johnny Wilkinson uh, sort of not. And then era, who was the who like was the South the African fullback? Percy Montgomery. Percy Montgomery, Percy Montgomery could yeah. kick him. Those days. Yeah. Now that was I shit. think though with the banana kick, who we are giving to Joey? Sorry. Sticky. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sticky. That yeah. should be this. The, that should be the statue that we've called for of Joey him kicking a so like kick. off the the ball on the yeah. side of his boot I don't mind that I'd, look I'd support a banana kick of Joey I mean who the fuck knows you could have anything with that motherfucker um, but where what were we talking about before with you US there was something I wanted to ask oh no it was with your you were saying the uh, the the movie you did where you're sitting by yourself yeah. just in a fucking car after you're doing a scene like that where you've got to be like crying and emotional, how do you, do you feel uncomfortable like being in a room full of people like they're cutting you like just sitting there like you got to come down a little bit after that? Yeah, like, yeah. Is that an uncomfortable feeling? Yeah, it was uncomfortable because I'd never done anything like this before. Yeah. So there was, all, there was automatically the fear of like, wow, can I even do it? Can I even act like that? You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, do yeah, I have, yeah. do I, am I good enough to do that? So that there was like the nerves of that it's only you, everyone's come here to work today for you to do your thing, kind of, you know. And so I wouldn't want everyone sitting around waiting for me to not be able to do it. There's always so much to do. But but those days, like that shoot was really hard because, yeah, some of those days of crying, you finish, I would finish a scene and, and, and you can't stop crying in a way. Like once you, some You've of them- Worked yourself into it. Yeah, life. and you just, yeah, you really, because it takes so much concentration, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, they're like eight, nine minute takes sometimes. Oh, really? That's, so a, fuck, that's like, a long time. Yeah. And then I had one day where it was me. It was, you know, these eight, nine minute kind of scenes. And then halfway through the scene, a spider appears. Oh, and I had to, and they had a, a real spider come. And so I do the eight minute take and it's intense and I'm losing my mind essentially. And then they go, all right, pause. And then the spider angler would come. They put it on my shoulder and it crawled down to my arm and then they'd like put a little thing there and it crawled back up and it's a big huntsman, big pregnant huntsman. And then it comes back up and Why it rested on my shoulder. So it looks edgy? Well, it just happened to be pregnant and the other ones were, this, it makes them slow, slower. Because uh, okay. you can't- if as it the, starts fucking hooking around. Yeah, know. as the spider wrangler um, so eloquently put it to me, I was like, hey, we train these spiders? Are they trainable? And she goes, oh, no, 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 they're flesh robots. They have no frontal cortex. So I was like, okay, flesh okay cool. Great. So we don't have any idea. It's like, no, it's pregnant, so it's slower. The other ones would be. <laughs> so anyway, so I'd do this scene and then they'd, it'd run down my arm and up my arm and then it'd stop there. It'd have to stop on my shoulder. Sometimes it'd come on my face and oh. I'd just be sitting there and then they'd, they'd take it off and then I'd do the scene again and then it would be cut. And I, at the end of like each of those takes, I was literally falling out of the car and just lying <laughs> on the ground and... I come home from work and the only place to be was on, I just went home and just laid on the floor <laughs> of my living room. And my friend made me a really nice Chet Baker playlist, which is this really calming like jazz. And I just had a candle on and just, 
laid there. And because I was so physically and mentally exhausted from the day at work and emotionally exhausted, yeah. I felt kind of numb. But then I, my adrenaline was through the roof because I'd done a really, my job satisfaction was, was a thousand percent. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, my adrenaline's going, but I'm Completely utterly gutted. And then it's 8 30, 9 o'clock, and I have to get up at 5 30 <laughs> and go to work again tomorrow Jesus and like do it all again. So it was a really hard job that way, but it was a three week shoot or so. So I could see the end. Like yeah. I don't, I don't know how possible I couldn't hold that for three months. Yeah. Like I would, it would be really hard. So is that then like really an hard. experience where like a job's not necessarily fun, but it's satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a, there were fun, there were days at work, which were really fun for sure. But, but ultimately it was, yeah, more, I, I it was the challenge was the best bit about it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was really, I took it because I didn't know if I could do it. Do it. And I wanted to, and it was weird because we were filming during the Olympics and the director and I, we kind of, after a few days or a week or so, we kind of, we figured out that we were in this weird kind of athlete coach relationship of like someone who want, like the athlete being me kind of wanting to push myself as far as I can go. And then him helping facilitate me and, and push me in that way. And he was this really great dude. And he, you know, is this American guy. And there were days where, you know, he'd just be behind the monitor and I'd be doing it. He'd be like, that's bullshit, Luke. It's bullshit. Fucking go. And I'd be like, oh, and it was, shit. and yeah, but it was an awesome experience, but it was, it was not one of the fun ones no. in terms of that, but, but the work, but it, the most satisfying thing, one of the most satisfying things I've ever done. Shout out to the Olympics for going the big lift during lockdown. I know we were right. appreciative when it was on, but like, well, I just think you've got to give credit where credit's due, Tom. Yeah. We've always said that. We have. Uh, came along at just at the right time. But we now did. we can all see the light. There was something about it that we didn't know we needed it. Oh, I, I think there was a lot of anti-Olympics rhetoric. Like, mm. oh, fuck, who cares about this shit? We're in a lockdown. Japan don't want it. No one mm. wants it. And you're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I am actually very interested in the tumble turn technique. Yeah. <laughs> and the fucking time zone, two hours behind. Oh, yeah. Like, just That's crucial. That is glorious stuff. It I don't know why I, or at least there seems to be this notion around the Olympics that are like, oh, fuck it, like whatever, these th days. But I then when it's on, you're like, holy shit, this is sick. To a point yeah. where I can't believe there isn't a bigger build-up because I enjoyed it so much. Is there, I, I don't know if it's got something to do with just like the, there's do like a bit of a, mm. well. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. None of these, a lot of the sports you don't give a fuck about until it's the Olympics. There's a bit of a soulless element to it where it's like none of them get paid. The Olympics you get twenty make, grand if you get a gold medal or something. Yeah, in Australia, in Australia. Australia. and some countries you make a fuckload. You yeah, get a house or some yeah, shit. Right, yeah, right. Some of them million bucks US. You get Hong, a million. If you're from uh, the, the Hong Kong athletes, we're getting a million bucks US. They win. And then what if it's like North Korea? You get shot. Well, you get <laughs> shot if you don't win. You get to live. <laughs> if you which, win, you get which to in live. some ways is priceless. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest award. That's the biggest award. Why? <laughs> there was actually one as well in South Korea. Was it Sebo telling us this? In South Korea, you don't have to go to the army. You don't get conscripted if you get a gold. <gasps> no, nah, a medal. A medal, yeah. yeah. Oh. That's pretty hectic, hey? So there's South epic. Korean uh, golfers that skip the Open Championship, like the Claret Jug, to go and play Oof. the Japanese course to try and get dialed. They, they didn't perform. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably like wigged them out, wigged Oof. themselves out yeah. too much. But it, like, 
as Sebo was saying, to take two years off the tour in the prime of your career, like to go on, to yeah, go on yeah. Are you going to come back the same golfer? Probably I mean, not. Can you, can you argue that Will Hoppawade came back after his two-year, you know, mission ever? He wasn't Will even, Hop- no. even close to he no, wasn't, that's he wasn't the, premier, the premiership he glory the that, he, no. that he found with the man that That's true, because he was the next big thing, and then he went at Remember 19. The Dude, what about, the, what about the – he played Origin and was epic, and then that flick back in to Jamie Lyon Glenn for the – Glenn Stewart. For the, for the try in the try. grand final. It was like he was gone. To continue the legacy of Manly never losing a game when both Stewarts score a try. That's a great start. Also scored one. Sorry about and that. And a legacy it was and remains. Yes. So where to, like, you film your movie and then you're going to hang around over there in the US? It's all dependent on quarantine and stuff, isn't it? Like, if I, if I can come back and not quarantine in a hotel, I'll be back for sure. Um, you done? They are that? trialing home quarantines, I believe. I read in the paper today that some some of the Paralympians got to do it at home. That seems like the right thing to do. Yeah, I think it was. It, they were trialing the thing, and then also like a couple of the bockier guys who have cerebral palsy and and that need carers. It's this really specific game in the Paralympics where it's it's kind of for people who are, are really heavily qu- disabled. heavily disabled, and it's. It's like they use these kind of um, you know, like juggling balls, like rice field balls, and they've, and they've got a yeah, and, and they've got a they've got a, a helper that helps them adjust this ramp, and then they go, yep, yeah, that's good, and they've got to roll this ball down a ramp, and it's almost like lawn bowls. They got to get close to a jack and stuff like that, and it's specifically I missed that. Yeah, oh, it was crazy. Yeah, it, it was a really interesting sport, and then they're 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 um they're uh, carers, I guess. Um, you know, help them with the post-game interviews and stuff like that. And so, obviously, these people, yeah, probably probably cool. need yeah. to be quarantining with someone who can help them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Interesting. But, yeah, coming, like, it all depends on, on if I can yeah, home quarantine or something like that. But right now, I'll go over and just wait to see what happens. And then, realistically, work will be over there anyway after this, you know, for the start of next year. So, But there was like a thought, I remember, at least I think I remember when it all kicked off, where it was like, not necessarily just you specifically, but I think it was probably you I was having the conversation with, where it was like, oh yeah, Hollywood's like, movies in America are sort of probably not going to happen anymore. Like it was almost like they were all coming down here, mm. you came back here and it was sort of like, this is probably yeah. going to be a place where it was all going to happen and then whilst that was the case for a little bit now it's like just fucking back on well you know the world overtook us in terms of being able to deal with the covid and and all that stuff but for yeah for for a shining moment we were the we were the best place to be i mean we got lapped pretty quick we thought we were fucking killing it and then they were like oh "Oh, you're still locked down yeah yeah Yeah, sorry we're not so a few things gone um back overseas but i think it'll just feels like it'll just get back to normal and there'll be productions here and there and everywhere and it'll just be vaccine are you are you at all upset luke that you're leaving just mere months before the warm summer breeze starts rolling into this great nation it's already rolled in well it had that was a spring breeze and we acknowledged as much (laughs) the summer breeze not here yet no 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 the summer breeze not here yet but it will be rolling in very soon also for those not losers in queensland the clock gets oh, wound God. forward or back. Do your own research. The sun stays up longer yeah. than the 
white start getting put on and the boys are out in the middle for five straight days of hard, honest test cricket. Ashes yeah. test cricket. Ashes test cricket. And I think there's a, you know, we don't have the, um, the, the kind of worry of La Nina over our head like we did last summer. We got that out of the way last summer. It was timed perfectly. So I think it's going to be we did. 25 days of non-stop test cricket. Also, Luke, there's a test now in January, which is what we were calling for. The Ashes. There is, yes. Interesting is that, that Tom be and Perth? I should champion that. Yes. For how many, you know, we've been calling and it for should, it. And it should yeah. come around as mm. we as we mm. gain prominence. Yeah, exactly. As we Absolutely. gain a, you know, a pretty uh, undeniable foothold in the Australian sporting landscape that they start to take notice. Well, you know what? If you're, if you're you know, in charge of decision-making at Cricket Australia and people like us with tremendous influence point out that having a test in November... Instead of January, yep, when the entire sense. nation takes January off, made little sense. No also, sense. what makes little sense, November, not technically summer. <laughs> Correct. Great fucking point. It's a huge point. January's summer. January's, January's balls deep in summer. January's Pe- is deep look, in summer. There's yeah. an acknowledgement that in December, you're working at about 20%. So we'll allow tests there, obviously, in the lead up to Christmas. You can squeeze two in there, and then you've got one on Boxing Day. Yeah. But, but January, then, January, there's no work done. It's zero yeah. percent operational. Like the, the idea that once upon a time we were finishing the last test of the summer on the 9th of January was fucking sheer madness. Sometimes the eighth. And then the rest, literally two thirds of summer, is filled with pajama stuff. Pajama cricket and big bash. No one no. works in January. No. It is a write-off. The year doesn't start until February. Starts in February. Until school goes back. Yeah, reluctantly starts. (laughs) Begrudgingly starts starts in February. February. The worst month of the year. Sorry, February, but you're shit. Lucky you're short. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? There's nothing on. No. But that's what we've got to look forward to. Oh, that's so good. No, I am missing... I am... I am... You know, as it's all kind of coming around and seeming like it's going to be one of the all-time summers... Yeah, bull terror. You know, a lot of... A lot of... um, anticipation more so than any other summer obviously through the past couple of months that we've had to deal with here yeah, yeah it's a little disappointing I, you just know when it's starting to kick off like this time of the year is when cricket sort of starts just the you see Warney's tweets starting to get a bit more airtime. it's like someone's talking about there's like a lot of chat around JL and like is he the right man for the job does the team mm. hate him like you just got all these things that start to pop up, and you're like, "Oh, this." Feels I see right. smudge more in my uh, my news feed. Yes, yeah, smudge. You know, mm. getting ready for the ashes, baking cookies at home with my missus. And I, just know like an emotionless I know that's Savant. I know that's Savant. Yeah. Oh baby, doing that video with Guy Sebastian, which was really cool. That was sick on his YouTube channel. That was great. Yeah. It is. He was wearing a cool jacket. I think he was wearing one like this. Actually, like I'm a muso in Guy's studio. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's very talented at cricket. Um, <laughs> But yeah, dude, I'm 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 horny for summer, uh, for the cricket. I think it's gonna be. I mean, it's just. I think I, if I'm not here in Australia, I'll be in England, probably. Oh, that's so. Nice. I at least I'll be able to give it to some palms. Yeah. Well, did you see like as well? There was Marnus What's back ha- playing sh- uh, Premier cricket in Queensland, which I think is great cricket. But uh, he was. On the first day of grade cricket, they were like, there was a lone figure fucking in the nets batting and it was Marnus got there before every motherfucker in the entire Philo. state. First in, last yeah. out, baby. Well, Marnus yeah. knows what's at stake. An Ashes series at home. Like, he needs to lift. Yeah. But it's just great to see. Mm. Like, That's what I meant. Like, he's got his head on. He's got I his feel head. like they've had a little bit, our big boys in white, 
I feel like they've had a couple of months to collect themselves, right? Like a number of them didn't go on those recent pajama tours. They yeah, no, they fucked off a lot. A lot of them fucked off the 2020 Yeah, uh, World Cup. Was, was there a World Cup? No, the been? World Cup's coming up uh, in October, which we're very excited about. We are, Tom. We're terribly we're excited. excited about. Well, it's very exciting to see what our C team's going to do, isn't it? Well, Luke, we actually think it's probably going to be the best team possible. Because really? We, well, we may have, uh, you know... Potential brands that want to engage with us and the the universe more broadly around the T20 Cricket World Cup, so we're very excited about it. We're very excited and about it. So are we? you. I'm <laughs> I'm over the moon about this upcoming 2020 World Cup. So are you. We're pumped. <laughs> we're pumped. <laughs> Couldn't be more pumped. Couldn't be more pumped. I will say about this about the 2020 World Cup in Abu Dhabi. I will say this: T20, obviously, you know, forget what I've said in the past. It's almost my favourite format. <laughs> Now, are our big boys obligated to go back for the IPL? No, but I do know that the, the Dark Angel's over there at the moment. He's over there? Yeah, he's over there in quarantine. What? Yeah, yeah getting ready to play Because they're finishing it off. Because they had to call it midway yeah. through because of the fucking COVID situation. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There is How many games are left? I think not that many, maybe half the season. Maybe less than that. There is something ramping up, though. I, I mean, Dior can't probably can't help us. Too busy. <laughs> Are you all at sea back there, Dave? <laughs> no, nah, I'm actually doing all right. I've gotten the hang of it a bit, but yeah, we'll see how we go with yeah. the Dior. For those who watch on YouTube, we apologise if it's been if you've now got fucking if you've got epilepsy. This might be a tough episode to watch because he's just cut between fucking camera angles, lightning fast. <laughs> but um, there's some kicking off between the English Cricket Board and the Indian India board. because they cancelled the, the last fifth test, test, the yeah. fifth test. Like and the morning of, yeah, like ninety minutes before the play starts. Fuck me, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, an yeah. hour. Yeah, ninety minutes before first ball. Because they so had a COVID nine, scare in their camp nine o'clock in the morning. Shit. Yeah, oh first ball ten thirty. So there was something, and I did no research into this, but I saw a Michael Vaughan tweet because he was pissed off. Yeah, and it was something like. He was saying that he doesn't think that it was actually because of COVID, even though they might have had a COVID scare in the camp, the Queensland, uh, the, the, the Indians did. Vaughn's got his tinfoil hat on. Well, I like it. But he was basically saying that there is a six-day minimum quarantine that you have to do in India before you can leave. Like, so they were saying that they, he thinks it was purely around the IPL. They've gone, fuck this, we've got to get them back. We've got to get them quarantined before the IPL starts. And so they've just called it. So BCCI has yeah. told the team, like, we don't give a rats. Because well, the they were up and the, about. I mean, yeah. India, what was it's not like the team was unmotivated. It was a fiery series. It was a great it? series. Who won the series? Well, it was, no, they it's haven't. It's 2-1. 2-1? Is it 2-1? With, and the, this was the fifth. 2-1 India. And this was the fifth test. And what was right now? Or was it, I can't, I can't remember. I think that's a Dior. Yeah, but, it, but it was a close series. And they were... Up and about for yeah, it. Like, it was it seemed like a fucking good series. I yeah. was following along sort of via the great cricketer who were doing like companions and shit. But it I would be fucking furious if we had a test series called off. Oh my god. Could you I imagine think, if it's the this brilliant one that they're gonna have in January? Imagine if that gets caught, you'd just be Yeah, gone. well see that's the only problem as well, is these weak pom dogs are like uh, we may not come out unless we can get our full families out there, which I actually completely oh, I agree think, with. I, look, I agree. But of, yeah, but of course they can. We've already spoken about this at length. Get corners to go up, load them up, fucking bring them over. It's not yeah. a big deal. No. It's the ashes at stake, for yeah. Christ's sake. Get, I mean, get Alan Joyce on the phone, or whatever his name is, or put a gun to his head and say, send a couple of flights over there. There's a direct if, flight from if, London to if Perth. If Caitlyn Jenner is allowed into the country to film fucking Celebrity Big Brother, 
Surely we can get the families of Ashes players yeah. into the country, for yeah. God's sake. Is Caitlin on Celebrity Big Brother? Well, she certainly was. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. I Look, I, I would hope for the sake of the nation that not many people <laughs> had any idea, but it was a... Uh, wow. A I only knew issue. about it around the immigration sort of like yeah, quarantine right. issue. Well, because they also people brought in come some, home some chick from England who was like a complete bitch and was like intentionally yeah, 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 flouting yeah, yeah. the lockdown. She was running out through the corridors with a mask off and shit. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up and get back into your room, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially they were like, oh, okay, well, now we're just going to chuck you on a flight and send yeah, you. Yeah. I hope it was economy as well. Yeah. Um, or in with the baggage. Into the baggage. <laughs> yeah. Back of the plane or in the loo. <laughs> um, but that would be the only. I actually completely like, understand where the poms are coming from in that regard. I get that. They, because also. It's Christmas I mean, time. You want your fucking family. And also, around. England has been through some shit the past 18 months. We got some mates over there, and it's been pretty grim. Yeah. And like, also, it has I been think grim. that their cricketers have been in like some serious bubbles. And exactly. Kicked off playing a lot of cricket. Because they've been over either they've been at the IPL, they did a tour of Sri Lanka. Yeah. You know, they've been they've been bubbled. They've been moving. And their tours are long. They'll be here in November, December, January. There's probably a fucking one, one day, day series. Two. They'll probably mm. leave in Feb. And also, like, the, the morale will be down after getting pumped five well, straight get, tests mm. and then you probably lose one day as well. When like, you realise you haven't won a test in this nation since 2010, it'll fucking wear you down. <laughs> is that really... <laughs> That's that, yeah, yeah. Weak, dude. They're so shit. 11 years. 5-0, 5-0, Are we concerned that... I believe. Are yeah. we concerned that T-Pain, skipper of the nation, your skip, my skip, the nation's skip, bulging disc in the neck and ageing cricketer himself... Is, uh, do you just get a bulging disc fixed and then you're like good to go? I don't know. Surgery on the neck seems like a big fucking deal. Well, it depends if it's keyhole or not, Tom, I think. Yeah, right. Know. Look, it, it depends on how invasive the surgery is, but if my skipper, your skipper, the nation's skipper, Tim Payne, is telling me that he'll be good to go, I'll take him on his word because he's okay. not going to put himself into the, into the fucking cauldron if he's not ready to rock and roll. You wouldn't think so. And if he's not... He's not a selfish player. But if, he's not he, a selfish if man. he isn't, it's, then it's, the whole captaincy debate gets up. It's the little seedling that's been planted for a, a narrative tree. I like to that. To grow from. I like a narrative tree. A summer narrative we tree. We get to the end of this summer and t we find out the severity of T-Pain's bulging disc and what he did yeah. to win an Ashes 5-0 at home. He couldn't feel his legs the whole tour. The Pins whole and needles. Yeah. The nation he's, loves he's, it. He's taping his bat to his hands. Yes, exactly. I mean, and we can play with that. That's good stuff. Was it you? Was It might have just been on a... Like, we've done a lot of these fucking things, but you're now our most frequent guest on this show, so it may have been while you were here. But as, like, if you were to start, like, a dribbler sort of fitness uh, program, mm. a great one would be... Just doing a day out in the field, being a wicketkeeper, just down Ooh. and up and down yeah. and up and dive and back and down and up and stump and back for like fucking what a hundred overs in That's in forty degree heat. In forty degree heat with long sleeve fucking copping them on the fucking tips of the Ooh. fingers. Every yeah, now yeah, yeah. And then Someone well. just comes over and breaks one of your fingers every oh. ten overs. That'd be. Like I and having to be up and about and come on boys, come let's on, go boys, boys. Shit, walking in with a bowler. No run there. No run there. Oh, come on. Like Mate, that. three two-hour blocks of chirp. Oh. That'll fucking do you in on its, on its own. Mm. That's where you sort in of... 35, 38, you know, 40 degrees. You just don't think about that on a keeper. Bending down like that's not something I do regularly. 
let alone. No. Well, Tom, you and I did it the other day, packing fucking, you know, packing pack Australia Post bags, and I was fucked. You were. I had to do that five days in a row. Mate, but you weren't even bending down. You were bending down to the height of this table behind Exactly us. right. That's exactly right. It wasn't even a full, like, get down up, up to the stump sort of a situation it's for you. 100%. Couldn't agree more. So, you know, having tasted a little bit of what it's like. Yeah. Uh, put on top of that tactics having to captain the thing exactly having to be thinking and rotating bowlers and potentially go out there and fucking save an innings after a collapse i'd like for tim to maybe get his first uh national ton uh this summer i think that'd be a nice i think we're talking about narrative trees yeah a t-paint ton yeah without feeling in the legs yep numb yeah numb legs the nipples down (laughs) (laughs) the first ever numb ton in test history (laughs) A, n- a brave numb ton. <laughs> a brave numb ton. Right. They talk about That'd that. That'd be brave. That would be brave. They talk about Clarkies in South Africa. That's brave. Mate, yeah, that, they do talk about that. Clarkies wouldn't hold a candle no, to a numb not, ton. Not to a numb ton. No. He'd be out the front of Bell Reeve in bronze. <laughs> 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 oh, but I'm looking forward to it. Fuck me. I think it's going to be a good summer. Yeah. I fit the Ashes, they've worked themselves into a nice rhythm. It feels to me. There was a stage like where they felt there was a big stretch. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got them. They've worked it out nicely because mm. it used to be like this summer and then I feel like we'd play one really soon and there'd be a big wait. Mm. Whereas now we've got into a nice rhythm where I don't have to wait too long for my test. For you my just basically it. fill in the in-between years with a hectic test series against India or someone. Well, you get South India, Africa. you get South... Well, South Africa only come for a couple of tests. They I, come for was, three. Was That's the last enough. summer where we had to do... New Zealand and someone else was that one before Pakistan and New Zealand. I was Pakistan like, and New Zealand. Let's not do that again. I want five tests against one team. Yeah. There's a beta summer. There yeah. is a beta summer. There's the England summer. There's the Indian summer. The South Africa with someone else. And then which New Zealand. We all with wish it was else. five, but that's all right. But then there's a beta summer where it's like yeah. Sri Lanka and summer. Yeah. yeah, which is fine, but, but it's not great. Yeah, it's but it's. A, I'll tell you what. That's a, the last time Sri Lanka had it was. You know, it's nice to see you get. I think like Curtis Patterson made his ton and his old man's like, and went out a thousand schooners. Yes. And you get a couple of little, you know, a little, little stories out of those, those they're kind not, of beta they're summers. They're not for nothing. They're not for nothing. You get, but I mean, then Curtis Patterson, KP, just disappears. <laughs> Never been sighted again. He's like Harold Holt. Where's he gone? <laughs> KP, is it Curtis with a C though? No, it's Curtis with a K. Curtis with a K. Yeah, which is rugby league of him. I'll give him yeah. that. But I like that. <laughs> and, well, we, and if you look at his old man, well, yeah. you want a bit of rugby league in your test cricketers. We've you always do. said that. You do. I mean, very few of them come out of the private school system. No. And I think... But don't you reckon that's interesting because it's also seen as like a toffee wankery game? But in like, England. Yeah, but I've like, even in Australia, I remember yeah, something maybe. trended last year. To a was, lesser of a degree, though. Yeah, but there was something, there was like a thing that was like talking about the classist nature of cricket in Australia. And I was like... What? I was like... Again, like we know the one private school guy to ever play test cricket and his name's Ed Cowan. And sure, yeah, sure, Ed Cowan is a quintessential private school man. But like cricket generally... Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. No, you fuck can, You right. can be in any suburb in any city in the country and there's people with whites on playing fucking Absolutely. cricket. Dude, you get down to... I don't buddy, think it's classist You get down all. to last man standing 2020 with the Thick Ropes County 11... Uh, even though it's eight, uh, and we, you, you see fucking all Everyone. walks of life down there. <laughs> yeah. I saw a great uh, doco or something like that, and it was about kind of the, you know, history of cricket in England and history of cricket Australia. And one of the things that made Australia so dominant in the world of cricket, especially over England, was that it was an egalitarian sport. It was a meritocracy. 
Yeah. Yep. You know, like you made the Aussie teams, you made the your 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 first grade, your grade teams, you made your New South Wales teams on merit. Mm. Whereas in England, it was this big thing between the professionals and the amateurs, because the amateurs were the rich guys who didn't need to get paid to play, and so they just you know, and then all the people from the north were professionals. <laughs> who had to earn a living working and then they were good batsmen. So they went out and made a, made a bunch of runs entertaining people. But then it took ages until there was a, you know, northerner captain of the English team. And it was all, really? yeah, it was this big, like- was it, it was considered uncouth, it was un- well, the, to be professional. Yeah, it was, it was considered uncouth. It's like, oh, I can't believe really? you're getting paid to play this. And that's where like the, <clears throat> They reckon that's, that's where such a pom mentality. Yeah, that's where they reckon the um, you know, like an offside stroke is considered classier elegant. and more beautiful and elegant and a bit harder because the the whole like working off your pads to the leg side was a very you know to get runs because you're a professional you've got to make runs and entertain people is a very workmanlike thing and so that's why it's seen as cheaper and easier. Whereas like the offside play is so considered they- that is the right way to play. If it's on the leg side, you got to you leave it or you block it kind of thing. Because, you know, proper really? gentlemen play cover drives. Oh, my. Yeah. Isn't that great And then, like, the, no, the the professionals were like, well, I'll just work it off my pads and get a four-down fine leg, thanks. Yeah, and thanks, I'll score some I'm runs. Sco- but I'm here to score runs. I'm here to score, runs. I'm here to score runs and entertain people. Yeah, yeah. There's you know a great... I mean? Whereas in Australia, it was like... Baby. Yeah, we're, in Australia, it was like, oh, score runs, be good. Yeah. You're good enough, don't care where you're from. Runs are runs. And runs is this a documentary runs. you were saying you saw? It might have been... Yeah, I saw, it might be on YouTube. You know, this time of the year, you know, summer rolls around suddenly you get on youtube and you're like history of cricket yeah. like, can i just start uh, deep diving on some yeah. there's a great there's a great book on the history of the ashes i can't remember what it's called i'll uh, i'll do your in a second but there's a story in there about a bloke called wg grace oh one of oh, the yeah, greats one of the greats so there's a fa- there's a famous story of him playing like an exhibition match right where he gets clean bowled and he turns around <laughs> picks up the bales and puts them back on and he goes they're here to see me bat not you bowl <laughs> He played till he was like 50 or 60 really? as well. Yeah, big guy. He, had he only toured beard. Australia once. He refused to tour more than that because he was like, it's fucking, it's very uncouth down there. It's like yeah. the convicts and right. shit. The colonies. And, like, and the colonies is like, no, 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 no. And he got clean. I'm not going he, to the and colonies. And what, so he got clean, but he kept playing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's such a pom, dude. What a pom move. But mate, back in the early history of the Ashes, like, you know, Australia would be on top over in England. They'd wake up and they'd fucking watered the pitch yeah. overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit yeah, like that. Yeah. We'd be batting, chasing like 35 and get bowled out for nine. Shit like that. Yeah. Crazy the history of the Ashes. You so gotta love fascinating. It. Just is there a bigger fucking autobiography than Ponting? <laughs> <laughs> Look how thick it is. That is the biggest. Mate, Steve Wars is thick as fuck. Oh, as well. that's true. <coughs> Look at the thickness of Ponting. I mean, I know there's a lot of runs, a lot of runouts, a lot of fucking things here. But well, that he played is, a lot of games. He did play a lot of games. Steve Wars actually might be thicker. I'm pretty is sure Steve's is that green one. That's a that's a great photo, and then I think this one, the guard of honor for obviously his last inning. Was that in Western Australia? I think that's at the Wacker. If I'm not sure, memory that's a, serves that's me. a great. Who's thicker? I think I think Steve's got him. Steve's got him right. But let's go page count. We don't know what the font size that's is true. on these. That's true. <laughs> let's get a page count here. <laughs> oh, the back of this is all stats. How good's that? That's such a flex. Here's my autobiography and here's my stats. Six ninety nine for Ricky. Round up. And Tugger's gone. <laughs> Round up seven. I'm not going to include the index on Tugger. No, you shouldn't. Oh, let me get here. Where are we? 
We'll go to the end of acknowledge. We'll go to the start of acknowledgements, and that's seven six four. I mean, much of a muchness. Much but of a muchness. Still, I wonder if Ricky, when he was coming out with his, knowing that Tuggers was just before going like, do I got to do my best to at least get to get to Tuggers page count? Yeah, got to get close. Yeah, and we've got a couple of like the subheadings. Steve was out of my comfort zone. The autobiography. And Ponting is at the close of play, my autobiography. Ooh. I don't know. One's gone with the cricket analogy. One's gone with the look. I don't know what that analogy. Yeah, I don't know what that one is. Zone. I mean, look. I just think they're both obnoxiously thick. But good, good on any dribbler who's read both of those. You have. That's got a, a huge read. That's like Shantaram. <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah, but for but cricket, for fucking cricket dribblers. Dribblers. It's yeah, like have a, you read Shantaram Part 1, Part 2? <laughs> <laughs> For cricket dribblers. For cricket dribblers. <laughs> that is fucking outrageous. I, re- I started reading Shane Keith, so I got through like maybe half, two Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get through I it. didn't vibe with it. Like, I've obviously it. I respect the fuck out of Shane Keith. It yeah. was like a little bit... I was excited for it. And then it was I a bit of a tyre pump yeah. or something. I did, the tone was a little off. Um, what was his one called again? Ooh. David, I can hear those fingers David, going. Those fingers typing away. It, uh, no spin. No, no spin. spin. Classic. Okay, I'm not Hallmark, spinning out. Hallmark of any biography worth its salt, yep. autobiography worth its salt, is a pun. Yes, we headline. need yeah. Yeah, we need the name. Which is why Steve sort of missed a trick there. At the close of play, Out of the I'll comfort take. zone, the close of play, out of the comfort zone. What could Tuggers be, you know? That's Stumps. That's that Stumps. That's good. I don't mind that. I'm sure that's already someone's. That is someone's autobiography. Steve uh, Smith wrote an autobiography when already. Yeah, pre Sandpaper. Oof, timing. Well, timing, timing. (laughs) There'll be well. It sort of sets him up for a second upon retirement. Dude, the the publishing company is rubbing their hands. But it was like, ooh, yeah. Especially if you sign up to a two book deal, you do another one when you retire. But uh, feel like an autobiography when you're fucking in the middle of your career is a bit. Premature. Yeah. Nadal's done one. As Nadal did that. Did a he? Mid, a mid-career. Really? Yeah, yeah. Kelly Slater did one after he retired the first time, though. What, what, what's Smudge's tagline? Subheading? No. Leap I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. It's uh, written in ones and zeros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about that dribble from the other day with people like saying g'day to people. Oh, the- that's right. That's right. So, yeah, we were saying... What was that? So... The dribbler hit us up and was like... When you get br- who brushed you? Saying good day yes. to someone and yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah, yeah. brushed. And so you didn't get brushed. No, someone came to... Someone <clears throat> um, came up to me and like... and uh, Yeah, I have one more. Um, someone came up to me and said good day. Should we... Is this on? Yeah, no, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I was at the grocery store in, in the States and it's like post... Yeah, I'd done point break. And so um, I, can't, I was at the grocery store and I'm, you know, walking along with my trolley and just getting like eggs, milk, you know. And then some guy walks up in front of me. He was talking about, there was a dribble the other day about saying hi to people and then brushing you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, maybe they've been burnt. And you were saying like, you know, you don't know anyone's day and stuff like yeah. that. No one does. But, but I, I, I had someone come up and like say good day to me at a grocery store walking through. This is in um, in America, and this guy just walks in front of me. He's like, "Dude, dude, dude, from, dude from Point, you're from Point Break, right?" 
And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm Luke. Nice to meet you. And he, he calls down to his mate in the aisle. So I'm like near the, near the milk section. He calls down his mate down the aisle. He goes, hey, Todd. Dude from the new Point Break. And then Todd turns, looks at me and goes, I love the original. <laughs> and then turn back and his mate started, he's standing in front of my car and starts laughing at me. And I was like, oh, Oh, and just kind of like <laughs> wheeled away. I got so rocked. And, and so I spent the rest, I went and I went, I, I'll tell you where I knew these guys weren't going because they had, you know, stereotypically American physiques. And so I went and like hid in the fruit and veggie section <laughs> and watched them until they left the supermarket before I continued on shopping. It rocked me. I don't I know can, what it was because it was well, just... Well, I mean, like I can imagine it's just not nice someone being a cunt to you like that. But also like they know you, you don't know them. There's two of them. They're like laughing at you. You're like, oh. Yeah, it was, a bit, it was a bit like, cause you know, hey, dude. I was like, oh, hey, man. Yeah, how you doing? It starts off being a nice Yeah. Thing, like, oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it turns to fucking Todd who's picking up some chocolates who's... Fat as fuck. I love the original. I love the original. <laughs> and then his mate laughed in my face. And I was like, oh. Thanks, dude. Uh, bye. So and then I. I just went and hid by the fucking apples <laughs> until they walked out. It's a good call. <laughs> it's yeah. a good call. As in what? Just, just retreat to the apples. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, sat there. Yeah. I just watched well, you, them go They're not out. coming to the fresh food section. You know that? Those fat boys. These blokes were not. So that's a safe haven. They would have been hanging around the perishables. Yeah. It was all, um, it was yeah. all the, uh, you know, the great tip of shopping at a supermarket is you should only really shop on the outside walls of a supermarket. I've never heard that. Well, they're the bits that uh, need refrigeration or they're fresh whole foods. Yeah. Whereas anything in the aisles is obviously packed in a package and has been processed ah. and is full of preservatives and sugar and stuff like that. Whereas if you can limit your shopping to basically the outside walls of a grocery store, you're more likely to be eating whole good foods shit. that are less processed that Daddy are good for you. Daddy needs that advice. And so just, yeah, you know, and you, you just nip in quickly to get your Maltese. And well, you know, you know where you do need to. You go know where in. you need just to quickly get in. in and get yeah. out, or it's like, oh, yeah. I need some QP mayonnaise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, you, sh you should be doing like a circle around rather than the old zigzag through yeah. all the aisles. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good tip that's for good young point. players. Fresh, fresh Keep food. Fresh, dude. Refrigerated. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Trust you. How are you going, man? You seem to be eight, uh, fighting I'm, I'm fit, dude. Fluctuating between eight and nine kilos down. Yeah, this is where you get. This is where it plateaus, eh? I got to nine, and then this morning I was like back up. I had not bad food days, but just like no exercise, and you know. But I'm going good. I'll You're get. Going I'll great, get down man. to ninety four, which is Olympic rings avoidance territory, yeah. mm -hmm. and then we want to push, push for push, yeah. push for ninety and beyond. Yeah, eighty nine birth year, birth year. If, I mean, that'd be, I feel like I need to be muscular though. So like if I get down to 89 birth year, I look unwell because I'm not muscly. I'm just like this soft bodied fucking, do you know what I mean? I don't think you'd look unwell. It wouldn't look good. Put How long has it been? Six weeks? Six or seven, six or seven good weeks. Good effort, dude. If you train your way down. That's there. what, yeah. well, but I'll get big too easy, you know. Okay, <laughs> My sure. body will respond yeah. as it does, you know, muscle memory and shit. <laughs> Good oh. on you, mate. That's great. No, no, look, it's good. Terrific. I managed to slip it in each podcast. Just about where. Well, I'm at. I think the shout out to Josh Ellis Flint, Bronte Blueys. Go check on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He's helped me. He's turned my life around. And you feel like you feel like there's two of you, or? Well, it's more like 
I was shocked that I had that much to lose in the sense that not shocked because obviously I could see it, but like yeah. when you go 10 kilos or eight, well, 10 the goal, but like that's a lot of weight Fucking to ocean. just pick mm. up yeah. and go like, oh, that was just excess baggage. 10 kilos is heavy. When you go, oh, that's a fucking, mm. okay. Yeah. Like I've got the 12 kilos. That's two bags of ice. Yeah. You're like, fucking hell, that's just been sitting around. Yeah. And I've got more to go. Like when you, when you think about that, I'm like, oh, and I'm still fat. Wow. So in that sense, it's been good. And it's just been like, it hasn't been that hard. It's just consistency, isn't and it? And a bit of discipline. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all it is. I mean, consistency, discipline, and like effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. But, but it's like, not know, rocket science. It's not some magic thing. Found, like get I off found, the piss, eat clean. I found and getting train. off the piss easier than like not eating sugar, which is, is that crazy. A lo- but do you think that's I a benefit that well. of lockdown? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You know, if yeah. Yeah. the boys are out ripping and tearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be, mate, even you guys drinking now, I'm like, oof. Yeah. I bumped into, I was going for a walk the other day and friend of the show, Jack Archdale, just saw me walking and pulled up in his ute. And so like we had this sort of weird socially distanced conversation where like he just opened his passenger door and I'm standing on the sidewalk just talking to him. And, I, and I, we were having a and I go, bro, I've got to be honest with you right now, I haven't wanted a fucking beer more than just standing here talking to you. Like he was all like, oh, yeah, and I was just <laughs> oh, like, I just want to get in the car. He was picking up booze. He's like, I'm just picking up piss. I'm like, oh. I just want to hop into the car with you, lock the doors and just punish well, the big fella's good to have a fucking session with yeah. him. I'll give him that. I'm about to do three or four weeks off the piss. Get you do it. You job. do it pretty. You do, you do it a lot though, don't you? Getting ready for a job, I'll take yeah. at least three weeks off before I start. Just it just better for you. It's actually just a cleans good exercise. Just cleans me up, cleans my mind up, cleans my skin up. I haven't found. I did. I did a month off the booze once, like a f- dry Feb or whatever, like a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Holy shit, I'm sleeping better." I've had, this one I haven't actually noticed. Yeah, right. The benefit to not doing it. Well, maybe when you did it that other time, you were probably hitting it pretty hard. I mean, you live in a different lifestyle that's now. That's true. That's true. So was, you've yeah. come from such great heights. I'll tell you on that what I've noticed one. in lockdown. Obviously, I'm so like I still drink, sure, but I don't drink like I certainly don't drink to excess. Maybe if we're watching like a manly game or something, mm. I'll, I'll put away a couple of whiskeys. I might get a bit pissy, but like I'm you not. You definitely having... do. That last one where it was like the end of the game and you're like so shit faced. You're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. sunk down into your chair, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, that, that was a funny was night. Was that a Cowboys one when we were on Zoom? Or... Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And we watched the Paralympics after. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, funny. Funny. That was good. Um, sure, I've been shit faced, but I haven't <laughs> had the big sessions, right? Yeah. And I've noticed, that especially early in the week, that I'm like, I don't carry anxiety at all really it, like that's I used crazy to, yeah. isn't it i used to i used to like that early in the day like my job situation changes you know which is like relieved a bit of pressure but that anxiety that i was always sort of there at the oh. start of the week and would fuck off by the end of the week and you're ready to go but then the first <laughs> fucking sunday cycle. night monday morning tuesday's there it's just fucking yeah. hanging around like yeah. that i haven't really had that which that's, has what, been that's, nice. but that's, that's what's what crazy f- about boozing i reckon is that when you are in the boozing lifestyle huge weekend and also I think maybe for you and I, what I've noticed since being able to do this full time and it be my job, like loving the job that I do, you obviously, I don't get the Sunday scaries where I'm having to get up at yeah. three in the morning to go to breakfast radio. Yeah. But like you go, oh dude, a large part of the anxiety that I was feeling every week was because I was just hitting it hard. Mm. Just getting wasted. Yeah, and mm. then and then that's it. Like it's actually, and Steph noticed, that Steph basically has been pissed maybe once since like 2019 because... I've kept it pregnant, <laughs> but like it's just those to know that that has the, that eff, the effect it has on you, yeah. like such a bad a detrimental yeah. effect for like your your, yeah. your head, where you just etched out about nothing. What is it? Is it is it 
uh, is it serotonin use? Like, what is the? Oh, I'm not 100. percent I'm not 100 sure what sure it is. What it I think that's got to play your role. body processing poison. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Right? But then, it's and then poison. also, like, you don't have you 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 get tunnel vision on something, and you you don't have enough clarity, and you so you start wigging mm, out about yeah. shit yeah. that's not worth wigging out about. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. It's serotonin and dopamine. Yeah, Basically, right. alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, does, but, does, but does depressant mean in terms of it slows heart rate, whereas in, in not necessarily depressive? Yes. But de- but I think when they say it's a depressant, it's uh, that's slowing it's it not yeah. a stimulant. Yeah, right. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Whereas like amphetamines kicks your heart rate yeah. up, alcohol kicks it down. I've actually read that up to like 0.6%, oh no, maybe like up to 0.06% or some level of your body, uh, of, your, of alcohol in your blood it becomes a depressant. It's like a stimulant before and then a depressant after a certain level. I can yeah, see right. that. Your first you color start, beers, you're up yeah, and about, baby. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. There's a, there's a sick movie out at the moment that just came out recently that I really want to watch. It's got Mads Mikkelsen in it. And it's this Danish movie where these guys, you're gonna have to look this up, Dave. There's these guys that are trying to keep their blood alcohol level. This group of mates are trying to keep their blood alcohol level like 0.05, because apparently it's like the optimum of like human, you know, they just they so they're just constantly having a little drink here and keeping it like point oh five microdosing piss. That's so they're like, serious. you know, legal to drive, but like just just tipsy just enough, a but, little but just buzzer. a bit buzzy, just, just a, a bit buzzy. buzzy. I can't wait for that first one back where I'm I'm trying to save it. I'm not like my goal is just to do a month and then everything after that. I'm like, well, I don't feel yeah. like it. There's no need to, so I'm not just gonna yeah. fucking do it for no reason. I'm either going to wait until baby number two's born. But then I'm like, I can't really hit it hard after the kids around because Steph's going to be like, uh, where are you going? So <laughs> I've almost got to get a couple of big lifts in. Well, that's why I'm hoping that maybe we get a bit of a locky restriction. When's, when's um, Bub due? October 21. 21. And you might get in They're theorising like that October 18, October 18, which is a Monday. And the problem there is <laughs> I can't afford to be flogged and then get a call saying Steph's no. gone into labour. So I'm like, what do I do? Well, you're going to have to have a park session, which we are allowed to do yes, as of now. Yeah. Park, park session. Or Manly Grand Final live stream here and I just, you know, wipe myself out. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. You've got a couple of options uh, that are worth exploring, Tom, yeah. but you don't have a whole lot of... I don't have a whole lot of time. No. No, uh, not, with, not with number two on the fucking way, which wigs me the fuck out every time I think about it. Then I've got a second one coming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, I was dipping Because I my, have none. I was dipping my two toe under into two. fatherhood with one, and now it's like, oh, I'm just a full-blown dad. No, yeah, you're like, you you've got a like a family and shit. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've got a family and shit. Now. <laughs> like, you've got one now, obviously. Like, you have a wife like, and kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's a, like a full-blown family, man. A wife and kid and a wife and kids is different. Is a completely different kettle of fish. Yes. Kids. Two car seats. The tin lids. The tin lids. I got the tin. Well, we're having upsized cars, which is we're in the process. You're of going SUV? Got to go SUV. Dude, well, I've, what's uh, Big well, Ute? I mean, Where's Big Ute coming? Well, Big here? Ute, again, it's great that we've got someone like Star Power backing us and our push for Big Ute. But Big Ute, give them some Utes and a petrol card and let them live. At the very least, a Big Ute and a petrol card each. Come on, Ampol, at step the very, up. At the very least, let us live. Yes. But you need a family car SUV, something you can put roof racks on, and then you have the ute with the toolbox on the back that's not yeah. filled. No, no, no. You can, we can go camping with it. You get the dual you cab. Know? You get the dual you cab. You have to get the dual cab. Of course you get the dual cab. Yeah, I want dual cab. Uh, well, we want dual cab. Uh, obviously a decent tray size at the back. We need these mm. things high as well. Like, it's got to be big. 
No, it's got to be. It's got to be like American big. Yeah. The way that all the Utes in this country are going. Yes, I exactly. I just sold my big car that's been you in America. You had big U. I had big U over. I had the. Uh, I literally sold it three days ago in the states. It's sold. It's gone I now. But I had a I had a Toyota Tundra, and it was like six thousand pounds. I don't know if that's imperial or metric, like gross tonnage. Yeah, it was a. Big boy. It was like driving a king-size bed. I loved it. Shout out to king-size beds. I've found it interesting that big ute, and I'm talking like your big fucking wild tracks and shit that we've got well, on the road Well, that's what now. we want. I'm, I, it, I find it interesting that that has taken time to like See infiltrate Australian culture. Australian culture. You know, like... Well, that's not the type of ute we're after. No, but big, like, big utes have been in America for a long time. Yeah. Only, you're only starting to see them in Australia. I'll tell you why. Petrol prices, cheapest chips over there. Yeah, and the but cars themselves are cheapest chips yeah. over there. But, really? but we get, oh bro, we get fucking bent yeah, over there. We get rorted. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but petrol prices over there are insanely low. I mean, what I haven't been there since the end of 2019, but it was in LA, which is expensive petrol for the country, the taxes that California puts on and whatever. It was still like three dollars eighty a gallon or four dollars a gallon, which is a dollar a liter. And then a mate of mine lives, Rouge, a mate of mine lives in Richmond, Virginia. I went over there to, to visit her and I looked at the petrol prices. It was like 280 for a gallon of petrol. Which is what? Uh, well, 3.8 litres in a gallon. And so $2.80 wow. for 3.8 oh, litres. Mate, I paid, I paid a so dollar. So that's paid less a dollar. than a dollar at like, you know, 60, 70 cents a litre. I don't know. Where's Michael Pride to do the yeah, maths? Yeah, do the maths. I it. paid a dollar 98 the other day for 98. Like for the premium stuff. Two bucks. Call it two. That's oh, yeah, we round up here. Fucking oath we round up. That's <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a shitload of money. That's a lot of dollars. I remember the days where when it clicked over? Well, I remember when it, yeah, I remember when it was like, holy shit, petrol's going over a dollar. Yeah. Yes, that's what I Because I remember getting when you know you'd be going to the petrol station with the old man, mum, whoever, and just petrol being seventy cents a yeah, litre. And then it was like, oh, what the fuck? A dollar. Dollar was a nightmare. And then it just kept going up and up and up. Crazy. The other thing I remember from the petrol days, and me and the old man were reminiscing about this the other day, back when back when service was a fu- was something valued in this Well, country. when it was part of the service station equa- equation, yes. as opposed to a petrol station. Yep. So it was when you'd pull in and the attendant would come out and he'd fucking pop the thing in there, he'd do your windscreen yep. for you. He'd, say fill, up your, he'd, f- he'd yep. fill up your windscreen fucking wiper stuff. Mate, I would say, just off the top of the dome, 50, at least 50% of service stations, well, petrol stations that I pull into now, the water is either fucked and old in the... Or empty. Wiper, or it's or empty. empty. Yep. I'm like, yep. there's no service. Is this tough? Well, speaking How hard is this? The yeah. service station, the one uh, on the corner of Soldiers Avenue and um, in Freshwater that I grew up in, my family had a tab there. And it was like, it wasn't an ampoule or anything. It was a, it's a, I think it's, you know, it's one of the independent ones now, but it was mum, a, mum and pop shop it was a mum station. and pop petrol station where they did your, Mechanics and they had petrol pump out there, and you just—I remember rocking. I remember it took me a while to realize that you paid for petrol because mum and dad just had the tab. <laughs> so like you just like went, and then the guy came out. You didn't get out of your car. Yeah, they filled it up, and they was like, "Thanks, Tomo. We'll they see you next week, used mate." They to have the service station, like the service center, right? Yeah. Yes. The mechanic attached yes. to them. All of them did. Yeah. And I still remember the short, the short bald dude at the ampole and barrel, and dad was made to them, and it was always like his name was like Phil or some shit. I was like, "Oh, Phil, how are you? He's like, "Oh, yeah. hey, kids." Like we knew yeah. Phil. Yeah, Phil used to fucking he was so he was service with a smile. And do you know what they do as well? It wasn't just stand there and pump. 
They'd have the the click on it, so they'd lock that on, and then they 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 talk to you. They talk to you. They'd also clean your windshield. Yes. They check your oil. It was all. It was. It was a service. It was service. It's an experience. It's an experience. <laughs> now, now you're fucking lucky if they even let you in there. You've yeah. got to like wait for a buzzer sometimes yeah. to get into the fucking store. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's gone the way of the dogs, mate. It's, it it's, has. It's appalling. It's 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 a sad time. I was thinking the other day just on like cheap fuel and when it clicked over, just back to the old days. Do you remember when they added? Obviously, you remember your 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 home phone number. Yeah. Yeah. Six eight eight four one three zero five. Four eight six two one one two one. Doesn't nine nine three eight five eight two one. But when they added, so it, they added the six eight for me. So it used to just be eight four one three zero five. Oh, so ours that? would have been four eight. So ours probably would have been I like remember six two one one two one, and then it became four eight. Yeah, I think well double nine three eight. It must have just been nine three eight. Yeah, they put in the extra nine. And then I remember when Freshwater went from double nine three eight, and then we got a new one which was double nine oh five, I believe. And I was like, we're three eights, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember Sebo's home number. You used to remember. You were re- the- you're oh. really good at phone I numbers. Are you've always known them. The phone's fucking. But there was there you was had everyone's in your head in high school. I remember dialed. there was a value to remembering it because it saved mm. time. You didn't have to yeah. go to the phone book. You didn't have to go to the notepad that every, everyone had a drawer where the phone book sat with numbers in it. Um, mm-hmm. speaking of phone, you can call all Telstra phone booths are free now. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. There's an ad on telly for it, and it's these two young grommets at Norstein Surf Club, and they've just been for a surf, and they're calling their mum going, hey, mum, can you come pick us up from a surf? And I have used that payphone, except it was 1-800-REVERSE, yes. and it was like, please leave your name for the attendant recipient. Hey, mum, so I'm at Norstein, can you come pick me up? Thanks, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then so the mum and the answer was like, you have a collect call, you have a reverse charge call from, hey, mum, so I'm at Norstein, can you come pick me up? Thanks, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit there and hope mum yeah, got the message. We used to do the same it. thing. We'd go to the movies and like, you remember you could get one or two words in before it would disconnect? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Mum, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's Classic. Funny. That's yeah. crazy they do that now. That's just It just shows how... It just like, shows how little it actually costs them back in the day to... Which like, is marketing now. Well, but yeah. I also think though, like the internet has changed the way that you call people, right? Or like, yeah. you know, you're not using whatever the fuck the phone line thing was or yeah. is. So it's just there's no point in making people pay for it. Mm. They also used. I thought they. They also could get rid of them. I'd yeah, imagine they're they using it as marketing. Yes. To a yeah. Yes, but don't you? Didn't they also change them from a Telstra standpoint? They're like fucking roaming Wi-Fi hotspots as well. Yeah. It Telstra doesn't. Doesn't air, every. Yeah. Don't the phone booths or there are like little, essentially Wi-Fi booths yeah, rather than the they, phone they become, booths. Well, they become Wi-Fi. Booths. That's my understanding, but because I have the internet on my phone, I never bother to check. Yeah. Well, why would you? Check. I guess, like, if you got phone credit and shit, like, if you're still a phone credit operator, that might. I used to come back with my American when I come home and I didn't have an Aussie number, and it was for a couple of days. You're kind of living off Wi-Fi's. That used to be one of the great frustrations of of being your friend when you would come back, and it was like, (laughs) I don't know if you've got anything, and I'd just be like, fuck it, I'm just going to call you in America, and it's going to come back to Australia, (laughs) and I'm just going to cop the fucking whatever the exorbitant fee because. I don't know where he is, and he probably doesn't have Wi-Fi, or he's somewhere with Wi-Fi. But you just haven't connected yeah. to the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I don't know how those fuckers make money anymore, though, because like back in the day, you used to get rinsed twenty-five cents a text, and you'd have to like try and stand That's the right. fucking limit and shit. Yeah. And then phone calls were expensive, and then after that, data was really expensive. Now I've got like a hundred gigs. I don't fucking get anywhere near using it. My Telstra no. bill. I'm like, where are you getting your? Is in what? Where are they making their money? Yeah. 
I mean, would it be deals with like phone companies and shit? Like, well, are they selling data now instead of is their yeah. main is their main business data? data. I'm getting yeah, rather than like in selling the as data in like as in like they're like oh well we don't actually need to to charge for the service we get to make money not from the consumer now because the consumer is now the product yeah yeah yeah, yeah 100%. and so now we're actually getting paid by all the advertising yeah. companies. You know what you want to know what Edward does? How he spends his fucking time. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is what he does. This he loves making. Does. This is what he looks at. Yeah, this is what yeah. He, does, yeah. You know, he loves yeah. making phone calls between these hours. He likes to text between these hours. He, he googles to, this. Yeah, yeah, he likes to ignore Tom's calls between the hours of <laughs> fucking midnight Saturday. And if his phone has been Monday. active till six a.m., <laughs> <laughs> it will be inactive. <laughs> Or, only, or, or, or only used for food orders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be used for fucking rally up K KFC or yeah. fucking, well, not in Mossman, but, you know, a Galo's will come. It still breaks your heart that KFC is not available in Mossman. I talk crazy. about it all the time, don't you I? Do. I I'm, Where is I'm, the closest I'm, I'm to you? I'm aware of that. Yeah. Would the closest be Condamine Street at, not at Manly there? You know, when no. you come off the Burnt Creek? That'd be your closest one, wouldn't it's it? It's uh, about Gal like Brookvale. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. As you yeah, come, yeah, 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 next to the damn Murphy. That's your case, and that's, that's exactly right. and that still won't make it to you. No, it won't. They won't come. They won't. They won't cross the street. That's not that far. It's not far at all. But don't you just lie that, to them? Therein lies my issue. Don't you always lie, like to about where you are? I used to do that back in the day, like when we lived on Biriga. Yeah. I used to lie because no one would deliver at like three in the morning, and so I'd <laughs> I'd drop the pin as far, like as close as I could, and then when they were coming on their bike at three in the morning, I'd. <laughs> And go, I need you to come a bit further. <laughs> <laughs> I got five bucks, buddy, and it's got your name on it. <laughs> Cash. Cash. I don't know. I've, fucking, I've moved past that a little bit. Like, I can't it's, be so fighting. It's, it's a high admin play. It's like, too to high admin for yeah. me. It's too high admin for nah, me. No, that's now. a fucking... I still get Maccas and shit, so fuck it. But yeah, KFC right. is my jam, especially if I'm in a, in a bind. In a bind. And we're hoping to, you know, we're hoping Big Burrito comes on board, but... I'd like Big Burrito to come on board. Yes, Big Burrito's got our number. Yeah. Big like Burrito, they've kind of there's something about that that cuisine that you know, they've they're really in an optimal position in terms of food delivery service. The Burrito, a just in terms of it is just the most ultimate thing just to put in your gob. But then also, talk about like cost cutting. Big Burrito's great because everything you get at a Big Burrito store, be it a taco or a burrito or a nachos or a quesadilla or whatever it is, it's all the same ingredients. Yeah. Just put together a little differently. Yeah. Yeah, it's genius. So there's no like excess stuff they need to buy. They just buy the same ingredients. They either they wrap it up or they put it in a little wrap. Yeah. Or they put some chips on it or and they put it in the oven. Whatever. Yeah. Burritos travel as well, I reckon. They do? Because they're inside the aluminium. Yeah. Keeps them alive. Keeps, it, well, it keeps yeah. them alive, keeps them tightly packed. But yeah. also there's an element, even if just an illusion, that it's healthier. It's the colour. Of like there's the green, yeah. there's 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 a bit of onion. It's like you know, I think hamburgers are pretty deceptive that way, where they go, oh, we yeah, got some lettuce. lettuce and some tomato and some onion here, but you know, yeah, there's it's the, the color, yeah. But see, I, I that's why I respect the shit out of Macus because they just go, we are who we are. Well, they do a little bit, but then but they're not, like, here's some fruit a, slices in your Happy Meal. It's like, hey, but bro. that's not what you're seeing. You just see the big quarter panda up there, not a yeah, fucking yeah. not a leaf of lettuce. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's like I think that's their, their most unhealthy thing they have is the double quarter pounder. Oh, the double that's quarter pounder is for sick fucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, the I'm a quarter pounder guy up. though. Are you? That's Massively. my order. I'll pound quarter pounders into the ground. I, I don't get the double though. Too no, I don't get the double. Double's huge. Meeting I quarter don't pounder meal. Quarter pounder, but I'm like. 
I'm a McDonald's chicken connoisseur, so that's obviously chicken nuggets, which I assume like the chicken. Ten pack. Very little chicken. I'm not a chicken nuggets guy. Never have been. Really? Never as a kid. Didn't like. I don't know. There's something they like. I don't know. They're not real, but that's kind of. No, no, it was just like the taste. Just never been a chicken nuggets guy. Sweet mustard sauce. Thanks. Oh, thank you very much. You play a quarter pounder into a ten pack of nugs with a couple of sweet mustards. All right. So I do my quarter pounder into a cheesy. Fair enough. No, that's cool. We've got a thing with our uh, NFL fantasy for about even where the loser has to spend 24 hours in a McDonald's (laughs) and the only way you knock hours off the time there is a cheeseburger's worth an hour off. Oh, wow. So you could knock out 24 cheesies and be out of there in a second. We were trying to work out like how many... I don't know if we were doing that on air or off air, but like I I reckon if you can get three cheesies and stack them, you could do six You wouldn't need to stack them. You wouldn't, but you could. <laughs> yeah, so you, you're, you're a stack guy. I'm probably not a stack I'm guy. I'm an efficiency. Like, let me just try and bang this out. In an we landed on getting through 20 in four hours. That would make... You would not feel great. No, no but it's not like, about feeling great. But it's, no, about, but it's about setting goals yeah. and trying to realise them. Set attainable goals, yeah. attain those goals, yeah. set new goals, exactly. attain those goals. That's yes. it. And then you just build from there. But like, you, if you go in there without a plan, that's when you're fucked. Well, you, then you're yeah. all at sea and you're in there yeah. for 21 hours yeah. and you're fucking yeah. made a mockery yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you still feel sick, right? Yeah. You've eaten yeah. too many cheeseburgers, but you're still there for 20 hours. So, Oof. you know, I think the, the five cheesies an hour. Is there, is there a play where you could maybe enjoy it for an hour or two? You go and play place. You're kind of just exploring the Are restaurant. to fucking play in the playground? Well, if you're sitting, I think anyone's, I, I think being in a Maccas for 24 hours is a bit ridiculous. So if you're going in the play place, I think it's play on. Yeah, but it's more about like, you know, how do I look to a bunch of, if I saw one of you fuckers does in the he, playground. Does he start to present himself <laughs> as possibly someone that is up to yeah, yeah, threat? Yeah, you know what I mean? Threat. Because <laughs> I, look, he's, he's been sitting in here for, for a couple of hours. He's Just been eating. eyeing off the playground. <laughs> he's now in it. <laughs> He's returned to his seat. Yeah, he's eating so many cheeseburgers, the colours drain from his face. Like, he's not looking, he's sweating. I don't know the place. He's got his shirt right. off. Yeah. 24 hours in a Macca's in summer. The smell would do it to you, I reckon. That'd That's probably, probably get why. me before I, I, There's already a, I've already, st- I'd started horribly. I didn't pick my team for the first round of this, so I'm coming dead last. And I don't know anything about NFL, so I'm just already <laughs> in a spot where I'm like, I feel in the back one. You're, like, you're just I'm, like giving I'm up on the season. I'm always trying to prepare myself for the worst case scenario <laughs> here. Hope for the best, expect the worst, and I fucking see myself in there. As soon as the thing came up, I went, this is being designed for me, isn't it? Being in there fucking... I'll just get the newspapers. Just get the paper. pump out fucking cheeseburgers. Well, that's... I mean... Look, How many realistically do you think is possible to eat how many cheesies are- well having never pushed myself to the limits of my own sort of capabilities it's hard to it's hard to fire a number off the dome i think it would be less than you think oh yeah so whatever oh, you yeah. think's achievable i think it's less than that and yeah. i think that i despite the fact that i'm now currently a picture of health I know what I've done in the past. <laughs> like, you know, only I know where I've been. And I've had some fucking... I've done some unnecessary eating in my time. <laughs> I remember once being hungover after a big night and I had to go into work uh, at Triple M, like, early. So I I came in early. I slept under my desk for a couple of hours. <laughs> then got up, did the show. Like George Costanza. Yes. <laughs> did the shows, finished it. Well, during like the show, everyone got lunch. I got a fucking um, uh, 
damn it, I can't remember what the burger chain is called. It's like an, a Yankee sort of burger chain in Australia, whatever. I got a burger for lunch. It was delicious. I then finished the show, got another burger. Then got home to the couch. Chef was away this weekend, which was fortuitous. Thank God. <laughs> I got home. And I, also explains your behavior. Yeah. Yeah, I got home. <laughs> Fridge was jam-packed full of cheese. I made myself a charcuterie board. Or <laughs> I had like a fuckload of cheeses and meats and dips and whatever. I'm laying on the couch like it was the fucking table was right there. So you're just like fucking pounding, pounding, pounding. Then oh it was like God. I was getting high, so I like smoking weed. So I was like stoned as hell. And then comes and dessert. We get McDonald's on the blower and I got a fucking... <laughs> 20 pack of chicken nuggets and a McChicken meal and obviously a large McChicken meal with whatever that I think it was a thickie (laughs) had knocked that off and then that was all as like the sun was sort of setting and I'm just laying there like this is the worst I've ever felt in my life like it hasn't it hasn't made me feel any better but I couldn't stop myself from doing it so when I when I know that I did that voluntarily like the next morning on the throne must have been well, and I think it just was, a disaster. Especially, especially with his fucking. I think regiment. it was a I friend know. of the show. Hitman once said famously, "You know you're unhealthy if you're doing a shit at four in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that perfectly encapsulates that life. So when you wake oh. up like middle of the night to take a crap, you're like, "Yeah, this is." My body is yeah, like yeah, in a yeah, fucking state yeah. of flux. The only poo you're taking at 4am is Red Bull induced. Yeah, exactly. It's a tough... Well, it should be. It, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it should be. And that is actually a healthier option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're actually just waking up from your sleep like... Oh, no, no, no. You're not waking up. You're, you've been forced You're being up. awoken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, We've got an issue, mate. I've got to get on the fucking throne. What have you done to me? ASAP. So, look, I think... Look, I think I think just look, not knowing a whole lot about the other fantasy uh, participants, or at least some of them, if I just had to pick a bloke who's sort of you know up to the challenge, yeah, your name would be top of the list. Yeah, and I wear that with pride. Yep. Well, I wouldn't say pride. Maybe (laughs) maybe outward pride, inward shame. (laughs) But you know, I still feel like it's something that I'd be able to tackle and knock over. Like you know, it's kind of like look. I don't want anyone else to maybe have to go through that. I'll let me do it first because I think I'll probably That's heroic. handle it. Idiot. What a hero. That's yeah. fucking heroic. That being said, I'd prefer not to. But if I was to do it, I think I'd nail it. I think I could bang out six cheeseburgers in an hour on my ear. Oof. For one hour. Not every hour. So therefore you got 18 hours in the Maccas. Well, that'd be first hour six and then maybe so you, you can like four. you can you can sit for you can have five and four hours and then and then come back to it. I yeah, think you right. could do ten in the first two hours. Ten, as in ten cheeseburgers in the first two hours. You'd definitely go on a little fast the days leading up, and then you'd call David and get some, we'll see get some, get some, cigarettes. get some vegan cigarettes. Yeah, Correct. okay. Is that doping? I don't know. <laughs> well, have hey, that I, hasn't been put in. It hasn't been and look, put in any rules. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. You do. I do wonder though about like because my stomach, if I don't eat, shrinks. Mine has shrunk. So yeah. you want to go in a little ready. So you start pre-gaming maybe like a week out. It's a week-long thing. I think the weekend before you carbo-loading. I think, I think you build and taper and then yeah. rip. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you stretch out the stomach in the days before, yeah. then yes. go fast, then yeah. you got you to peak for fucking... Well, performance is all about peaking, really. Yeah. Mm. About delivering when it, when it matters most. Yep, I'm with you there. Better <laughs> say. 
think that's fair. I can't wait for this. When is it the NRL MFL season finished? Well, February it goes through to next year, right? February. Does it, do you go? Do you guys go just regular season, or do you guys go into the Super Bowl? I don't know. Actually, with fantasy, oh, nah, NFL no. fantasy doesn't no, usually just go. Through no, it'll season. finish. I think we finish the week before the final game of the season. Reason being that all the teams that have qualified rest their players, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. actually a true yeah. reflection of. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've always wished the NRL did that. The NRL fantasy did that. They don't, but that would be handy. You did fantasy for NRL again this year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I, find, I, I do enjoy it. My bandwidth for just doing things was diminished to the point where it's like, I can't engage with rugby league any more than I currently do. Otherwise, yeah. I think I'll fucking hate the game. Yeah. But it was fun. Is it, was it Tommy Turbo the most expensive player that's ever been now this year? Or did he get the highest score ever? Well, might have been one of the other. I think Cleary was certainly fucking expensive. I don't know if Turbo got that high. Yeah, but I don't know about price because we do but a draft. He got the league, but yeah, he got he broke the record like three times during the season, and then he broke the record for the last time in the last round. How do you feel, Luke, about the possibility, real possibility, that Manly qualifies for another grand final in the coming weeks, and you're not in the in the country? Yeah, look, how do you play that? It's it's something that manly's in your heart. Yeah, it transcends boundaries. It oh, transcends yeah. borders. It transcends physical space and time. Yeah, it's fair to say. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. You're always in manly. You're always in manly. Yeah, because well, manly's in you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're always there. So. Look, would I rather be able to sit here with my family and friends and, and, and watch us win the comp this year, which I've been saying all year, by the way? Um, yeah, that'd be great. But do I feel there's also a part of me that owes it to the club, to the peninsula, to be on the other side of the world, spreading the gospel yeah. and making sure that, that a little bit of Wilmington, North Carolina understands the magnitude of this season? <laughs> So you see yourself as a disciple of sorts. Yeah. Of course I'm a disciple. Is this your own Will Hoppawati Mormon mission? <laughs> this is this my is mission. This is mission. This is my mission because I firmly believe, and I've believed it the entire year, we will win the comp. Mm. We've all um, been saying it. Well, we will, on this Manly show. will win the comp. Next year we're going to win the minor premiership and the major premiership. Yeah, we'll double up. <laughs> so it's going to be a double up kind of there, and I feel this is the start of my two-year mission. Yeah, okay. That's nice. And I think that we all appreciate it. I know Des does. And mm. I know that Des has had private conversations with you about when you get over to Wilmington and what he sort of just yep. hopes for you and for your time over there. What the expectations are, what the narrative is, you know. Yep. Just to be, you just got to represent the club and the, the peninsula the best you can. And, you know, it's not hard. It's been disappointing to see the... Well, not just it. Look, it's been positive to see that everyone now loves Manly, even because everyone's been trying to hate us, or everyone's hated us for so long. Yeah. yeah. But now that we've got like a club of, of like, well, like it's hard. It's almost impossible to hate our players. But we, you know, we got licked near to death by people that were sucking us off like 24 hours before that game. Mm. The fickle nature of the punter and the dribbler. <laughs> um, but I do see this weekend, this Friday, which we are doing a live show for now, a live stream again. As a as a coronation of mm. uh, of the of the team at large, well, you know, not just a coronation, but a reminder, and a, a not so subtle one that don't fucking sleep on Manly, dude. Never sleep don't on sleep Manly. on Manly, mate. We've, We've come from we have come from dead fucking last mm -hmm. and climbed our way to fourth, climbed tooth and nail to fourth, 
And yeah, we had an off week. That's fine. But the luxury of coming fourth or in the top four is you get a fuck another crack. You guys talked about it. I mean, you know, the bite of the cherry. Des is playing 8D chess here, mate. Yeah. He knows, you said it, New Wayne got the, the rub of the green over Ivan, switches around the side of the draw. Rabbitohs have played their great game. Yeah, they've played <laughs> their grand final. Now we come in. Um, and it just builds narrative, doesn't it? I mean, did. The season, you know, the start of the season we had, did we want it? Just slip into the prelim and start in the grand final? Be a bit, no, I don't think it fits the narrative. No. The season is the season has been one of the all-time seasons and will go down in history as the greatest season rugby league ever played. Well, I would say this as well. We've had to toil. Yeah. We've had to toil all season long. We're, We're toilers. toilers. It's a team mm. of toilers. Yeah. They wake up and they toil. And also, don't underestimate Des backing this toiling into this premiership into the next year, you know, like what, eight or nine of our players had never played a finals game last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're all young oh. as fuck, and they're yeah. all signed for fucking many years to yeah. come. So this Might is all part of this, you know, the plan. The well, plan. we were saying it was the, it's probably the greatest loss a team's ever had. Had to be. It was had like, to be. It was just one of the best losses ever, right? We get finals experience, finals experience, losing a final, the experience you get out of losing a final, mm. and I've always said this. You have is far more valuable than winning a final. Well, we went through, there was a, there was a period this year, one of our uh, looking for patterns in the universe and, and stuff Fibonacci like that. Fibonacci sequences. Yeah, of the like. There was a big <laughs> sequence this year where I think, and this is a Dior, but a lot of our, a lot of our um, games this year went win, 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 loss, win, 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 loss. Win, 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 loss. So we'd go three true. wins and a loss, three wins and a loss. That was pretty much our season this year. How many games left in the season? Win, win, win. Did we just lose last week? Yeah, we did. Oh, my God. The loss we needed to have. Nah, so I think that this, the <coughs> pattern was broken. Because yeah, because we were getting ready for finals footy so that we could implement the pattern again into finals footy. Yeah, Des right. is the oh, mad so you, scientist. You just rebooted the pattern. No, because, because, Dave, if we didn't win the final game of the season, which made it mm. four wins... We would have not came fourth, so this pattern would not have been able to repeat again. Yeah. Mad scientist, Des playing 8D chess. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or yeah. the alternative is we lose that game and then we win, win, win because we would have come fifth. Mm. Then we lose the grand final, Bingo. which is not what we want. No. Yep. So sometimes the code needs to be adjusted, David. Are you listening? <laughs> because in doing so, you can guarantee glory. Yeah. Now, What's more important than glory? Nothing. Nothing. I'm sorry I doubted you. I guess me as a Storm fan just doesn't know as much of, about, win, about winning yeah, as winners. you guys do. You just got out of crash, dude. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a famous season. I mean, it, it will be. It, it kind of all started, I think, at the start of the season, they had a long Manly beachfront was just banners of former yeah, Manly yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the course, there was just our eight premierships. A really nice activation there. from the Manly season. Phenomenal activation. Phenomenal. <laughs> I would have hoped that they... Are they still up there? No, they're not still up there. They came down um, a few months ago. But it was just... It, but they'll be I'll up say, in two weeks. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've just seen so many, so much Manly paraphernalia as well around the beaches. Yeah, every, be, everyone like is just about. dripping. It is. Uh, that's what. You, that's when life's good, right? Yeah. Just when fucking man. And like the the thing that's great, and obviously when we win the comp, but just after like big wins and Tommy Turbo rhetoric, there's nothing nicer than just being able to wake up of a morning, zero responsibilities, and just go, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna absolutely gorge on post-win content. So yeah. that's Post-game press conferences, highlight of the game, maybe a KO mini extended of the game. 
Uh, oh, the papers. Here we go. Here's a yeah. fucking 12-page diatribe around Tommy's fucking hamstrings. Let me get into that one. You just bathe in this shit. Here's the only bit of the Matty John show that I'm going to watch is the, the review of the <laughs> Manly game that just played. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. do. I tell you, on the Matty John thing, I've only seen this. I, th- I don't know if it's a regular thing he's doing now, but I've, it's like the Matty John's podcast, not the family one. It's just him and Cooper Cronk going nuts deep. I'm like, that's how you use Cooper Cronk, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, exactly. He's an, he's an he, analyzer. He's an autist. He's a, he's a ones and zeros Steve exactly. Smith operator. Get him and Matty Johns talking yep. about play, like the game, mm. and you're like, that is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Cooper, everywhere else, I don't mind him doing the other shit, but it's like when I, you see him get criticised for like the commentary side of things, it's like that's he's not that guy. You're right. He's not no. this fucking funny, charismatic of, dude. Another no, type of halfback. He knows footy and he can talk footy, and that's all you fucking want from him. Like that's when you want that real nerd, nerd out footy shit. I think though, and like Cooper, obviously a friend of the show. If I was him, I would be trying to nerd out in my colour. Like, instead of being up and about, I think just just stay nerdy throughout. Like, own that You space. just wonder whether he's getting produced by the producers. Of I, like, think, I think I felt, you know, we've got to understand this is a completely new career. He had, he, you know, he found his, his place in the rugby league playing community and, and through his career that way. And then he's only been in this new career of, of you know, talking head recently and so he said you know it's his second season yeah and so he's got to find his feet you know there's people trying to coach what's coach things out of him no stay true to you cooper which is coach the cooper out of Cooper. no exactly analyze yeah because i mean you that you can understand that you know when you're sitting next to commentators like blocker or Corey parker who are (laughs) obviously you know chock full of insight um middle third and of uh, Corey Parker or he's a footballer, this kid, like <laughs> Roach fame. They have their place. I don't like, I like their, what they bring, but that's not what you want Cooper for. No. And there's also a part where I think as well, you, you get him next to the, you know, your Vosses of the world. And then he feels like he has to be hyperbolic and that's like, and like, and like, and create this kind of, you know, over the top, over the top kind of commentary of this grubber through that was fallen on by, you know, never in my life have we seen yeah. a grubber like this on Fox yeah. League. It like Relax, dribbled into Fossey. the end goal, and the fullback fell over, and yeah. someone fell on it. Yeah. And it's like that's not the greatest like driver. Jake Gramble versus Ruben Garrick. He called the greatest football, uh, no, the greatest foot race, foot race of all time. Or no, something. That was insane. Foot race for the ages. That was insane. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> We'd had Jake Granville. <laughs> We'd had Saab and Hammer and, and Hammer at the start of the game yeah. as well. That wasn't a foot no, race. No, Ruben and Jake is a foot race for the ages. I mean, stay away from the hype. Verbally, I think Cooper and just mm. fucking ones and Analyze. zeros. Of ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. Um, is there anything? Because obviously, it's the Thursday pod. We get it. We obviously a, a zero plan. But was there anything topic related that we had wanted to touch on uh, for this one? You know, there was some shit we had in our memory bank where we were like, yeah, there was a few. Um, there was the simulation thing. Oh, was that your thing? That yeah, was your, I, don't, oh, yeah. I did. I don't have the article on it. It was just I've, like... The, I've got it here. Okay. Well, I don't know if it was the article you saw, but I found something. Basically, there's uh, a fund that started whereby they want to uh, prove or disprove the fact that we're in a reality uh, simulation or not. How the fuck do you prove that? Do you all might be able to illuminate us with the article. This is real Matrix stuff, eh? I think this is guerrilla marketing because the Matrix trailer just came out. See Could now, be. that's not Could a bad. Be. That's not a bad Could shout. Be. 
I like that. Hollywood knows how it works. They bro. do. It's the same way with the clown thing we were talking about. When Media. Yes. And the clowns that were all over fucking... Yeah. It's the same thing with, you know, Nadia Bartel doing lines off the fucking Kmart plates yep. and now Kmart pushing their new range. Yeah. Allegedly. New, new Matrix movie comes out. Oh, Ooh, I think that's a great stimulation. point. I think that's a great point. Is that, sh- that going to be good? I have no idea. Because the Matrix is so good. Is like, Keanu in it? No. Don't think so, I have is he? No and I don't idea. think. No, I think he is. I is don't know. He? I don't know. Can you I don't check know. That, I don't know. Yeah. And like, there's a new Morpheus. I know that. So is it? I a have remake? no idea. I have no, no it's idea. Like no, another... it's it's like movie four. I I don't know. So I don't are you know. not a Matrix fan? I love the first one. Obviously, it's genius. And then the second one and third one lost me a little bit. Yeah. Well, nothing was good. But the the first, f- one. the first one is one of the. I heard the host of the Triple J Breakfast Show this morning give the first Matrix a three out of ten. I was like, excuse me, what? A three out of the ten. The first Matrix. You give it is a ridiculous. seven from like the special effects alone. It was groundbreaking. That bullet time yeah. had never been done no, before. That was like the shocking. stunts in it and yeah. the wire work yeah. and all that visual effects was that is like nine out of ten mind alone mind. because but of then like the storyline and the concept was also yeah. just like mindly like holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. Amazing. Amazing. But yeah, is this is, are the writers back on? So Keanu's yeah. sisters now. Yeah, they both have, they've sisters. both transitioned. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Miss that? Yeah. yeah. Lana and I forget. I, I miss that. Mm-hmm. Holy uh, fuck. Um, you got anything for is us? Is Keanu in? in? Yeah, yeah, Keanu's in. Lily and Lana. Lily and Lana. Um, but Lily's not writing on this one. It's She's just credited as, a, as based on characters created by... So it's only one of oh, them. Oh, so it seems like Lana's done it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is Lana going rogue here? I don't know. Maybe Lily doesn't want to make movies anymore. Possibly. Who They're knows? all encompassed. Like, making a movie like this would be tough work. Like, they would have been writing this for years since the last one. They've probably been writing... They probably wrote this whole... I don't, put, and they I don't, wrote, I don't have any they idea. They the first one, hey? Like they yeah, wrote, they, they, they came up with the whole concept and stuff. And it's obviously got very crazy. biblical, uh, you know allegories and stuff involved in it and it's very it's a huge concept like the, the, yeah. it was genius when that movie came out i it mean was, the idea that yeah wow that we're all and, and yeah it, that was when it was a really major thing yeah and uh, as a young kid to have your mind bent what it come like out that, in 2000 we were like yeah. 10 yeah so we were, yeah we were young that's what i mean like that movie bent your mind as yeah. a young child where you were like yeah you know what this concept is probably too hectic for me to even fathom at this age so i'm just gonna like fucking mm. love that he's doing flips off the walls and shit and shit yeah. And, people. Yeah, and yeah, that he yeah, knows yeah, karate yeah. and, and that the there is no shit that's yeah i also think the matrix video game i'm not a huge video oh game dude guy, i love that, that video, video game, video game that was bro. one of my that was like props that was probably possibly like the my favorite video game that PS2? i played yeah Fuck it was I was good. like, oh, this is a fucking sick game. I love that game. You can I, run on the walls and shit. Exactly. I was I, I was always a quitter with video games though because there was a, a I just never I've never you finished went up to it. I've never finished a video game in my life. Well you know there was to that it. do you do you remember the bit in that game show for people that haven't played it, but where you had to try and like chase down a plane as it was flying? It was mm, very early Jesus on Christ. in the levels and I, I just know. went, nope, sorry, can't do it. I didn't what, have were you running or were you on a plane? Yeah, bike you were running after it and the plane was fucking like Again, I quit. So yeah, I can't remember. Whatever. I didn't have a big... I, well, I'm not a big video gamer. I never really have been growing up as a kid. I think my next-door neighbours had to, you know, PlayStation, so I'd play with them. Did but you have an N64? No. Nothing? 
Might have had a PlayStation, but the only thing I would have had was like Kelly Slater Pro Surfing and Tony Hawk's. And it was like, I didn't even realize until I was older that video games weren't just chilling and going around. I didn't realize that you had to actually do things. And then you got through to the end. I was like, oh, you got to do all this stuff? I just ignore that. (laughs) So I had no idea. So I don't, I don't think, yeah, I didn't, it took me a long time before I realized that video games are essentially like a choose your own adventure story that takes you a long time to figure out what the end is. Fucking longest time. And I just, I was just like, I just like the surfing bit in Kelly Slater and I just- It was a great game. Kelly Slater game, that was a good game. Kelly Slater Pro Surfer was an And Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, with a couple of great songs on it. Those soundtracks were dope. You can actually get them on Spotify. Really? Yeah, yeah. I would do that. I do, I've got them. I follow, I go and listen to them every once in a while. I'm fucking- Getting ready for a skate. Getting ready for a skate. <laughs> Putting your globes on and well, get your I mean, etnies on. We bro. tried. We we've I don't know. We've told, said we've spoke before about how we took up skating again late in our life, early twenties. We did. You guys were big when you were at uni, weren't you? You were skating. I mean, look, we weren't good at it. You we were cruising. cruising. You weren't going to the park. Well, no, we, well, no, you had, no, you had a shortboard. Yeah, I did, and I snapped it after like fucking. A de- an hour. We tried to ollie off the back step. You came to our house in Bathurst. Yeah. The backyard bit, like the back little courtyard. Yeah, yeah. And then out the back was like the common driveway. And we, we would try and ollie over this like, just a little bit of raised cement. And it was like- <laughs> You landed here. right then, on well, it. Yeah, and then there was like a bit of a down ramp. <laughs> either side, snapped it in half. Yeah. I just bought it back Stiff from America. This. I bought it, bought it back from, fuck off. <laughs> bought, it back, bought it back from America and just was heartbroken. That's brutal. But then we got longboards and we yeah. just cruise around yeah, the streets. We get fucking, you know, seriously off head. We get bent and then skate down the highway on the other side of the road so you could see the cars coming. Yeah. But it was like the trucks and shit. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. off our guards. I used to do and a go run all the way down to the car park. Yeah, remember was, that? Yeah, it was fucking ridiculous. Longboards were because f- you had that the big thing. I used to do this thing with a mate in LA where we would go to this. We are skated with you in LA when I came over that Yeah, time, did you come and night. do that big run where we went like the back of Santa Monica and we like, one of us has a car down. Oh, my mate lived down the bottom of the hill. It was like you know, a couple of Ks kind of all the way downhill pretty much, but there was stop signs. So we'd park one car up there and then we just get on our boards and then we just bomb this hill. And you just, there was like a couple of main roads, but then there's a number of blocks before them and they're just, there's no roundabout. So it's just four way stop signs. So you just be cruising and then you come down and just come to these stop signs and just like scream and wave your arms and hope the car's stopped. And then you come down and you do chicanes through the cat's eyes on was the ground. It, and I look it, back now, I'm like, that was a really dumb thing. I'm trying thing to remember, was it a relatively cruisy incline? Like yeah, it wasn't, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, steep yeah, as yeah, anything, but it was pretty cruisy that. and you used to get up to like a really good speed. And, and yeah, I mean, I just look back and I go, just skating in the middle of the road in America where they, that's just ridiculous. No, it, yeah. I don't think I like was paying my like SAG dues at the time because I didn't know. So I probably didn't have health insurance. And if I came off and anything happened, it would have cost me fucked. so much money. Well, fuck our friends came off. Jarts came off, broke his hand and his collarbone. Street came Street's off. Street's got that famous story with, yeah. that, oh with the Mandarin, God. right? Had a Mandarin exactly. in his pocket. I remember Carly <laughs> called me. He just bombed a hill and Street Ben Street. He was on Ella's fucked board. Yeah, that <laughs> board was so wobbly fucked, and shit. So fucked. It wasn't even hers. I think she found it. And like he goes down this fucking steep fucking street. God, it was steep. And it was like that really rough asphalt. So it was, but it, oh, but yeah, it, but yeah, it yeah. came down to a highway. And then it, no, no, no. So then he peeled off around the no, side. No, it wasn't a highway. He? It was just like a T intersection. Yeah. And he came down to it. Um, and then it was like, it was, it's, so it's a 90 degree turn. And he gets down the bottom and he's like, ooh, should I fucking, should I bail and run off into this garden or should I have a crack? 
has a crack. Hits Risk it in the biscuit. Straighty, that's Strady. Strady has a crack. Yeah. Has a fuck out. He has, has a, a red hot dip. And then he hits all this loose gravel, board slides oh. out from under him, and he just gets fucking chopped cheese up. grated and shopped the fuck up all along oh. the road. Carly's like, no, he's had a bad accident. We go and pick him up. <laughs> he's he's in his undies. Accident. He's in his undies pacing up and down because he had a mandarin in his pocket. <laughs> and so all these open wounds are like just <laughs> drenched with a, like acidic, acidic fucking Citric mandarin acid. juice. Oh, whatever the Chopped him at the hospital and like uh, he was in so much pain. He apparently was walking up and down the hallways like fucking putting holes in the walls and shit. They thought he was a giant addict. Yeah. Oh my. He's this like, is no, I'm just missing half my body. That's Next. kind of a quintessential street story just purely because he had a mandarin in his pocket. Yeah. And you're like, where yeah, did what? that come from? And not only that, Two days later, there was a no, festival at uni. The next day. Was it the next the, day? The next day. A festival at uni, and we get up there, and he's bandaged all down. He's like a body. mummy. <laughs> and, and again, we're at this house, pre's before we go to the festival, and he's skating down the driveway just onto a blind, like it blindly hits a road. And it and was he, a steep driveway. It was a steep driveway. The day driveway, after. And the day after. And when he did it, because I like the amount of times I've had to go to Hamish and like in his life, just go, dude, come on. Like, <laughs> and he's gone down this driveway and then again peeled off onto the road. And as he's done it, a car's just gone like, and just gone past. And I'm like, bro, like, what yeah. are we doing? And it's just him, he just giggles it off. And you're like, okay, yeah. well, what Can't are we going to do? And then fucking Jarch, who you also know, fucking, they were bombing Mount Pan one day. And he Conrad Strait. That Conrad must have been fun. The most perfect road you could ever skate it was, on. It's like for, for racing. So that must have been smooth so sick. And he like gets to the top of the hill or he comes off, gets a speed wobble and then breaks his thumb and his collarbone. And he tells a story. So Noxy, a mate of ours, was driving him to the hospital and the adrenaline's wearing off and he's in more and more pain and Noxie's just doing like 40Ks and like stopping at every stop sign for like three seconds and shit and like, you know, stopping at all the red lights, like trying to be like a good driver and Jarch is like, you're going to need to hurry that. <laughs> I thought as well he didn't realise he was in so much pain from his shoulder, he didn't realise his thumb was just like dangling off. Like oh, his, he didn't realise his, yeah. his thumb was broken as well. And then they, they got them, they are oh, your thumb's fine, mate. And he, like... <laughs> Fucking six months later, it was still sore as shit. You went and saw a specialist. They're like, oh, your thumb was pretty badly broken. You're going to need surgery, bro. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, the Good memory. We do, in the not-too-distant future, have uh, Jarch and Streety on a podcast. Like, we will get them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah we will. They will yeah. be on there's, I mean, Hamish has a million stories. Oh, I see a future where we have, like, the street sessions or something where we just get him to the tell street all sessions. his fucking stories. Street talk. Just so many. Street talk. Street talk. Fighting a fighter. Um, fight of your life Fighter is a fighting man But Look I don't know if there's I don't know if I can Like now that we th uh, Is there anything else I think we're good I think no, I think that I think That was a lot of fun I think that was a lot of fun Obviously uh, Go well uh, Overseas Travel safe Cheers Thanks for coming in Always good to me. see you brother Much love Always good to see you I'm glad we got to see each other before Yeah it was good I, before it was nice. off. But um, And Inshallah I get to come home Kind of soon It's yep. not too long Fingers crossed brother Go Manly Go, go Manly, manly. You could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>